episode 200. And I'm here with David and Lewis. What's up, guys? I already made noise. Sorry. (laughs) Today we have a special guest. I'm going to go ahead and let Lewis uh, do the introduction. Lewis? All right. So it is my pleasure to introduce our guest because we needed uh, someone to celebrate our 200th episode with. (laughs) And uh, what better guest can we find uh, to talk about? Uh, the galaxy and uh, you know uh, post El Trafico, then uh, Miss Delmi Barrias, who joins us here once again on the show. How are you, Delmi? Yay! <laughs> know that I'm, I'm clapping. Do this all I don't show. know if you can hear me. <laughs> 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 Thanks for having me on, guys. Well, thank you for being on. We uh, sure. Always have fun uh, here on the show when when you're on. We're talking some uh, galaxy, you know. We actually have something good to talk about. Very good. Something very good to talk about. (laughs) You know, leading up to the episode, uh, we were talking a few weeks back. We're like, man, 200 is going to come up and we're going to be all depressed and somber and angry and frustrated because, you know, the galaxy's, you know, doing so badly. And, you know, after six games, they're going to have zero points. And lo and behold, (laughs) we are undefeated. So 200 just kind of worked out because we have two victories to talk about. And we have two fat zeros that we put up on our rival. So it just kind of came full circle and it worked out for us. So, um, (laughs) you know, all is good over here. Um, so uh, how you doing, Domi, with, uh, you know, 2020 aside? Uh, I'm doing well. First of all, before I get into me, I just want to say a big congratulations to you guys, your 200 episode. Um, I'm very honored that you guys asked me to come on. I just want to say good job. Good job on everything that you've done with the podcast and the way you guys have, you know, brought in the Galaxy coverage on Twitter and everything. So kudos to you guys. Big congratulations. Thank you, Domi. Thank you very much. I mean, Appreciate you know, good, good, good job. I wouldn't say. I would say we've done a job. I don't know if it's been good, yeah. but you know, here we are, two hundred episodes. I mean, We're you here. know, that, that that deserves. I think that deserves a little celebration. It does. Absolutely. Oh, Give yourself some credit for sure. Yeah, and then I have I have the champagne with me right here, but since we are you know social distancing and we're all separated, I will just kind of toast myself here. Oh. Are. <laughs> Dang, that sounded like something was about to break, bro. Yeah. <laughs> a little too aggressive well, with the well, with the well, clink there. The episode, it may very well, you know, it may very well break something. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, thank you so much, Delmi. We try. We get lucky sometimes, so you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Well, there's quite a bit. Well, I'm sorry. Hold on. But before we do that, Delmi didn't get a chance to get into her own. Yes, yes. She gave us a congratulations, but then we didn't give her a chance to just kind of check in. Let's see how she's doing. Let's Let's not forget our our very favorite favorite Yeah, don't be rude. Sorry. That was my Jesus, Lewis. It's a champagne talking. I give you the wings and you see what you do. No, I could tell he's been celebrating a little bit earlier, but it's okay. I think so. Um, no, but I've been, I've been doing really good, guys. Thanks for asking. All is well considering, right? Like all the craziness going on around us right now. Um, but I can't complain. I feel very fortunate that I get to be one of the lucky ones. I get to be in the stadium and get to see these games happen. So I can't. I can't complain. I'm doing pretty well. What? Yeah. Do you put Do you put your headphones on so you can listen to the to artificial crowd while you watch the game? 
<laughs> well, they well they actually do play it in the stadium, which is oh, a that's little true. bit unfortunate. Is yeah, it our stadium? Like, no, it's just theirs, right? Or do they play it um, at ours? Is it everybody? Well, you know, well, you know what's funny. So you guys know I also cover the other team. I won't mention them because I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> but um, they do they do like their fake noise, which was expected because I knew coming in it was going to happen. For the Galaxy, I missed the first game at Dignity, so Sunday's game was my first game back. And I was specifically told there will not be any noise happening. You'll be able to hear the players, Good. you know, on the pitch and everything. The Good. game starts. Maybe for the first couple of minutes, there wasn't any noise. It. After that, there was noise. So you could oh, hear, geez. you know, like, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I kind of put a damper on things. <laughs> why would that ha- Like, why would they be, like, delayed later? Like, you know what? Put the tape on. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have no idea, but uh, during the MLS is back tournament, I remember thinking, "Oh, it's cool that we can hear that from the TV." I know a lot of people did not like it. I enjoyed it, but after being at the stadiums now and hearing it in person, I'm not a fan. Well, it's it's yeah. kind of strange too, because I mean, for me, I, I pretty much tune out the the background noise for a lot of these games. Like I I, I can tell when it's absent. But it's I, the original audit, you know, it's like that. It's that backward background noise that's always with the game, right? But that's that's what I was gonna say. It seems like, but it's not with the now. with the galaxy so far, at least that I've noticed. And I, I could be completely off base, and this could just be my own like n- noise filter that I have in my head. Is <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it as if it was just kind of like very background, like way way push way to the back, and just kind of there as like a white noise, low level, just yeah. to kind of be like something. It's not like. Out, you know, you can't clearly hear Galaxy Chance. You can't clearly hear, you know, the oohs and the ahs and all that stuff. It's just kind of like a constant, just kind of, you know, low level white noise. That's what I'm I'm hearing from the broadcast. Mm. No, I don't know me, if that's the case can, in the stadium. For me, no, when, I completely the, agree. when the MLS's back tournament came around, I, I specifically tried to watch uh, the uh, no, no, no background audio or no crowd audio games. Mm-hmm. Cause I really didn't like it because you can, I, for me, for me, like David, for me, um, <laughs> I can tell it's like, I can tell it's wrong because the chants are placed in the wrong place. The booze are kind of placed yeah. in the wrong place. Like everything's wrong. And, and I just don't like it in general. Um, I, what David is saying about how he doesn't really hear, uh, uh, teams chants and stuff oh i heard it from one specific team uh no i'm talking about their, their audio <laughs> but like chance. but but other teams yeah like galaxy or other teams i don't ever hear their stuff in the pre-recorded audio stuff like you hear it clear in fifa yeah 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 but i don't know i don't know if this is the same fifa audio i think it's a outsource audio yeah i'm not sure no, no i, I don't think i describe like, it uh, as that Go ahead, Delny. No, I was going to say, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, no, I was going to say that I describe it as like that annoying static noise, like if you're watching TV, like just static noise that just drives you crazy. And I also think it's delayed. So when you're hearing these cheers or whatever what they're saying. trying it's to all do, often, it's not timed. They're all <laughs> in the wrong no places. Sense. Yeah, but, but but I gotta imagine that it, while you're at the stadium, knowing very well that there's literally nobody there. And hearing the noise being pumped in, it's it's a different feel than when you're at home where, you know, I'm not really paying attention to the crowd to begin with because, as David said, maybe it's just yeah. white noise. Like, you know that yeah, people are going to cheer, what it is. Yeah. you know, we, you know, 
it's just there. Sure. But you're not at the stadium witnessing there's nobody here. You just kind of know there is. So for me, it doesn't really bother me all that much. And I kind of prefer to hear, you know, what was being said on the field. I, I thought that was a little bit more interesting. I'd rather have that. But, you know, I, I being at the stadium and then hearing the noise, you're just kind of like, this is just really odd. Like there's no I guess there's no reason to to do it for, you know, the 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 people the that players. are covering the the game over the players is just a little I don't know I, I imagine that because I'm pretty be a little bizarre because because I'm pretty sure for the players they tune that out like big time they're not th- they're 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 thinking their in, internal thoughts they're not hearing audio so that I don't I don't really think that's helping players you know yeah I well, agree I don't think it's necessary whatsoever um, I think it's more of you know for them the airing purposes of it but I like you like you guys are saying I would much rather prefer them you know, talk to each other and yell at each other and, you know, boss each other around and just to kind it's of all the hear, cussing. you know, who we, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it's all the I cussing really they had to, to cover. <laughs> they just, had, yeah. but, but it's all the cussing. They're just dr- trying to drown out, you know, yeah. like they're, they don't want you to hear that, but yeah, it's mostly that. <laughs> well, but, but it shows a realism to like the game, no, you I know? know, I mean, I, I think a That's lot of people, I, like I get it. It's a family thing. And, you know, it's not just adults watching the sport. They're going to be, you know, children as well, but you get that, you know, that real emotion that, you know, you're not going to get when, you know, you have a commentator constantly trying to talk over them or you don't know when it's happening or be, you're not focusing on, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the players um, and what they're saying. So, you know, I, I found it interesting, you know, when you hear, you know, the, the coaches barking at, at, at the uh, at the team uh, and you heard it more to, uh, in the MLS's back tournament. But I, yeah, you know, I mean, not from the galaxy, you know, Scott was just kind of like on the bench buried. You know, no, I can hear the cringe, I can hear the cringes of his fingers on his face. I, can, I, can <laughs> I mean, yeah, during, during the, <laughs> during the <laughs> Orlando <laughs> tournament, that hasn't been the case. That's that hasn't been the case since that the galaxy have come case, back yeah. since MLS is yeah. back, back, back. And, yeah. So let's and go ahead now, and get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Because say, we have a lot Galaxy to talk are, about. Uh, now yeah. they're they're on a run of form. They're doing really well. They're undefeated since MLS resumed. Um, I, I don't know if that would have been the case had they played the Seattle game, but you know they didn't. So you, you can only you can only play the games that are in front of you. And now not they've beaten their rivals twice and um, looks really good doing it. And so. Uh, I mean, you know, this is this is a, a stark contrast compared to what we got in Orlando. So, yeah, and I, and I think the question that I I really need to ask Delmi because obviously you cover the team and you've been in the locker room, you can you can get a feel for the players and their you know their their attitudes and their their moods and and everything. I mean, wh- what in the world happened to the Galaxy <laughs> in between July twenty third and August twenty second? Because the, the the 180 was or has been absolutely remarkable, and I don't think many people saw this coming. I know we did, and we left this team for dead during the tournament. And you yeah. know, and I know on Twitter, uh, I, I think I, I had mentioned you were you had posted a couple of things, and I'm uh, about the game that you were excited to go back, you know, to work, and you're going to be at the game. And most Galaxy Twitter was, I don't want to play this. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to do this right now. I want to delay this. Uh, do we really have to go on with this? Um, because we just weren't expecting much from the team after what we saw in Orlando. So, what in the world happened? <laughs> the million dollar question, right? <laughs> um, I don't know if there's like a clear answer to this. It's kind of funny though, because after every media availability or post game conference we have with them, you get 
you get at least a couple of reporters who ask the same question, which is along the lines of what changed? Like, why is this team so different now than it was in Orlando? And it's so hard to kind of wrap your head around that. I think the common thing that you find is they've always talked about how hard after Orlando they got back those two weeks. Training was just completely different. It was a lot more intense. They were really focused. Um, it was just a lot more hard work. And I, I remember Asteris said something along the lines of after that tournament, they had a conversation, a collective conversation, where they basically, it almost sounded like the team just kind of sat down and said, okay, let's start over. Let's start now. Um, let's try and build an identity and just go off of that. And it kind of seems to be what they have done. And luckily, it's all gone to their favor so far. Yeah. And and I think that um, you can point to the Orlando tournament and say, like, yeah, they were abysmal in that Orlando tournament. And maybe some of that had to do with the fact that a lot of those players didn't really feel comfortable going into the bubble. Uh, they didn't feel comfortable going into the plan. There was a lot of question marks whether or not it was smart to be in Orlando when, you know, Florida was a, a major hotspot and um, the, the players just weren't into it. But it... It, it's not just Orlando. They look different from last year's team. And I get that a lot of the players are different. Uh, you know, there's, there was a lot of turnover between last year and this year. And you don't have Zlatan there kind of dominating the conversation yeah. in, in the locker room. But in the way that they played, that like the uh, so many times last year, you know, we'd get behind the microphones and be like, why does GBS continue to play the way that he does? And it continued in, in Orlando. And, and then suddenly it's like they realize that there was more than just you know uh through ball at one option you know through ball too wide you know press squared across like all of a sudden it became like oh i, I it, it's almost like they, he opened up his his other eye he had been covering his eye this entire one of his eyes the entire time and he's like oh now i see more clearly and i see the way that the, you know the players that i have and the way that we we can come out and play because they've there's there's been long stretches of uh minutes in these games where they've looked like you know you, they look like the the tiki taka team that we remember from 2014 2000 you know from from that era of galaxy um and and so like if it was just a string of good luck and 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 you know the case of a team playing poorly and not capitalizing on their chances like like uh LAFC it, I would I would call it one thing but this is the style is completely changed. It's 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 really baffling. And like you said, like I don't know if anybody has the right answer, but um, it's it's positive. It's it's nice to see that yeah. happening. I mean, you know, it's 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 very good, and I hope they continue. Even if I think at this point, even if they lose, um, as long as they play with a little bit of creativity and, and the, a sense of, of ideas and they fight for the game, I don't think that Galaxy fans would necessarily be upset about that if they lose the next game or the, the next two games. Yeah, I mean, that, Going back to a couple of, of your points, even when you go back to talking about last season that they just look different from then, obviously not having slack on is a big, obviously cons and pros there, right? I mean, you're not going to get a striker like that. He produced, like, he's just not human, in my opinion. He's like yeah. a completely different species. Taking his talent aside, 
I hate to say this about him, and I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anybody, but he wasn't necessarily the best locker room guy. He, he just wasn't. Um, and even going into the last couple of times that we've been able to talk to the players, another common thing that you hear them say is there's a lot more unity amongst them. There's mm-hmm. a lot more chemistry. They get along. They talk to each other. There's communication. So, of course, it's going to play a factor into playing better together, right? Because if you're getting along off the pitch and you're actually friends wow. and you're getting along and communicating, mm. that eventually is going to translate there. So that's, that's a, of course, a big positive. Going along with some with whatever Dan Starris said about just finding an identity and building off of that, something interesting that I also found that he recently said was, as far as um, trusting Guillermo and trusting the rest of the coaching staff, he did mention something along the lines of the coaches also took a good look at themselves mm-hmm. and they changed things going forward. So that sounds to me like obviously a bigger conversation happened there where it was, you know, everyone's out of sync. Okay, let's kind of get back on the same page and kind of go from there. So, of course, um, you're talking about Guillermo's style and the way that he's been playing and putting players into positions and that kind of thing. It sounds like now they have talked about that. They've kind of rearranged everything and they're moving forward. And that's obviously part of why it's working so well. One of the uh, in one of the shows that we had during the MLS's back tournament, I'm pretty sure it was after the LAFC game. Um, we, you know, obviously were angry and were frustrated and um there we really went off on on the team after that game uh, from top to bottom and on gps um, i mean yeah we really went off on the coach and then and that kind of tr- i kind of like went all the way up to the front office where you know obviously they're seeing what is going on in the field and nothing is being done as far as we know gps was not on the hot seat and that's a problem um if, if he has no pressure on him to perform then you know you know we were saying that this is by them not doing anything that they're okay with what is going on on the field and that's not okay um with us and so we ended up calling that episode galaxy privilege in that you know nothing is being done whatsoever because nothing had to be done because we're the galaxy and you know things will fix itself and don't worry we're the most successful team in 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 the league so we know a thing or two about winning so don't worry this is going to fix itself and so we we got the sense of arrogance and the sense of, yeah. you know, this, I don't even want to say blind faith. It was more of a, of an ignorance of what was going on, what needed to be done. And going into the tournament, I had said, look, you know, there was, we thought that the style would change at the beginning of uh, the the season in 2020. And the first two games that were played, we saw the exact same style that you saw in 2019, and mm-hmm. so I said, okay, well, why would anything change for the tournament? And lo and behold, nothing changed. It was the exact same style. It was, you know, crossing into no man's land. Um, and going into the, you know, this next phase of the season, I we all said the same thing. Why in the world would we believe that we would get one point, let alone three points, in any one of these six games, knowing that we couldn't beat Vancouver at home and perform the way we did in the tournament? Why would we believe that we would score any points in this one again why would things change and all of a sudden everything that we criticized the galaxy about whether it was you know uh specific players that needed to step up or who weren't performing well uh the coach um you know just the 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 tactics that were involved all of these things changed 
literally from one game to the next. And obviously, you know, we're happy that it finally did, but it's just a little odd that it took this long. And it, and it kind of made me realize, you know, obviously well, when we're, we're, we're ranting, you know, this is the fans in us where, you know, our emotion is going to get the best of us. And, you know, there's obviously, we don't have any sort of inside information of what's going on in that locker room or why uh, things are the way they are. But, you know, when you're talking about, okay, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and we have to do this and the coaches are changing things and they're, you know, we have to do something else going forward. It kind of makes me think that we were not too much far off base in what we were saying and they finally got it. Well, that's what I was about to say. Everything that Lewis just summed up is exactly my argument. But it's like, but when you keep saying like, oh, I don't know what happened. No, you do know what happened. They were embarrassed. They were finally hit with embarrassment. They were finally hit with failure. Finally. Because again, like you were saying, Lewis, and how we've said many times in prior shows, there was an arrogance to them. It's like, we can lose, but we're still the galaxy. We're still champions, you know? And um, they weren't taking these losses to heart. I don't believe they were. Until this happened, until like a massive failure happened. I mean, that tournament showed like how bad the galaxy was. It was really demeaning and disgusting. It was really bad. So they should be as embarrassed as they can be. I mean, so and I believe that's what happened. And I think that's what really hit Guillermo in, over the head finally um, to, to make some changes, to, to, to put in his young guns, to, 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 to have faith in his players, to, to play differently. And um, again, like like David said, you know, don't hit the square just for the for the, for the cross. I don't really agree completely about the whole like, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I do understand that Lazlatan was a little bit of a poison in the locker room. But after he was gone, nothing was fixed. There was nothing yeah. in the locker room that was right. clear. There was no leadership. There was nothing. Nobody was really communicating. You could see it on the pitch and all the games. You could see that nobody knew what anybody was doing and everybody was looking at each other for answers yeah. on the field, kind of, kind of on playing, the pitch. Kind of playing for themselves. Like that's, we've heard that in, in multiple uh, places that you know they, they, it really did feel like they were playing as individuals rather than a Yeah, a this collective. wasn't a team. This wasn't a team until the moment of embarrassment, yeah. the, the moment of them in the mud. And then they all looked at each other like, OK, we got to do something here. You I know? mean, I, I, the, the weird thing is. And is we like, also talked about how they didn't have. Sorry, Lewis, I'm going to finish this. Yeah, go here. for it. Go for it. Uh, we also talked about how they had no identity. And now look what's happening. Like they're growing this identity, you know, like they're growing this group, this team together. And there's some some heart in there now, you know, what what is um, most disturbing to me is that, you know, you had a chance to hit the reset button in the beginning of the year. You even had a chance to re- uh, hit the reset button in the MLS's back tournament. You could have even said, you know, we're going to throw this away, oh, but yeah. we're going to try new things. We're going to try new players. We're going to experiment with. Uh, formations and tactics and see what Even works. in the practice games, man, right. the warm-up games, yeah. but no. Nope. I mean, whatever it was, you had, you had several times to hit the reset button before you finally hit it. Um, so I didn't really find a reason to, you know, that they would hit it now. Um, when, when you talk about tactics, the, the one thing that you, that you that you obviously are aware of is the, the amount of crosses that GBS demands out of these players, and it is ridiculous. Um, in the first two games, they had... 27 crosses each game uh 54 crosses in two games is you know kind of a, uh, um, you know astounding and then you go into the mls's back tournament in, in those three games they had 79 crosses 79 crosses in the three games in the four games that they've won they've had 62 which is less than the yep. three that they had um in the tournament and in each one of those games 
with the exception yep. of the San Jose game, in each one of those games, it was the other team that outcrossed the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know that there is a shift in there's a major style. Change. And 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 look, and maybe maybe Dummy can kind of give us some insight into this, and and because we speculated that look, you have you, you know after the MLS is back tournament, right before MLS the the MLS season restarted, you had GTK go on extra time radio and talk about how you know they're working these things out and he has faith in Guillermo. Uh, you have uh, Jonathan Klinsman come in and uh, as we as we joked and you know maybe ha- it's half joke but but yeah I, I think that there's some some truth to this. You bring in a guy whose dad used to coach and used to work with the Galaxy and used to coach the U.S. men's national team. So there's a guy waiting in the wings. That that kind of puts some pressure on GBS. Even if the Galaxy have no intention of, you know, getting rid of Guillermo and hiring Jurgen Klinsmann, the fact that he's there, I think, puts a lot of pressure on on um, Guillermo. Maybe it maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. You bring and then you start making changes, right? You have you have to move forward without Chicha. Um, you have to you, you know you you bring in Yoni. Uh, Gonzalez, who apparently isn't in the country yet, I don't, I don't know if that's if he's if he is or he isn't. Tell me, but um, th- there's there's pressure being put on the player side and on the coaching side, and then the GM going out and saying like, oh no, don't worry, my my people are going to figure it out. Um, you know, is there is there sort of you know? So to me, this is pressure on on kind of everybody involved, and and I don't know if if that's the case or not. Tell me. Um. I, a few things, a few things come to mind. Is it okay if I take it back a little bit? Yeah. Um, just even going going back as far as Slapton leaving in that whole locker room ambiance, I, I totally get where you guys are coming from as far as even when he left, not much change. I also kind of look at it from the perspective of you have Slapton who, who left, this big void on the team. Um, the team was doing horrible. Their morale is already down. So in that kind of in that kind of perspective, I look at it as, yeah, it's not going to appear that anything is changing because they're kind of left in this slump. They're not doing well. They just lost the biggest player on the team. Um, GBS, you know, his whole style is still in place the way he, he does things. I feel like the tournament in a, in a weird way, you know, it's kind of like one of those situations where you have to go through like a very horrible, awful time together as a unit and then in mm-hmm. a weird funny way that brings you together does that make any sense yeah yes. rock bottom. you gotta hit they rock hit, bottom they, they hit once i i do feel that when slot on left there there was there was a better locker room and along with that comes rock bottom you have to hit rock bottom together as a unit to kind of come out of that together and figure it figure out okay we have to change this i also do feel that along with GBS, I do feel that there were multiple people in the hot seat as far as losing their jobs. And I know that Guillermo knows this. Um, it's not a secret. After that tournament, like you guys are saying, it was a complete embarrassment. It's like how how lower can you go after this? Like how much more are you gonna let are you gonna let happen? I do think that he was in the in the hot seat and I totally see your point of view of where he could feel that pressure because he knows there's other options that they can, they can look into. And it it goes back to me thinking, I I do believe that there was a much bigger conversation that any of us know about where it was like, okay, things need to change. We need to come up with uh, a new plan, go back to the drawing board, collectively figure this out and just start over. And I think that that was the only reason why GBS changed um, everything that we, we are seeing him change. 
What um we know that Legit, I mean, there's a lot of players that have stepped up. Legit is one of them. Uh Araujo is another one. Um uh, Perry Kitchen has, you know, emerged as this, you know, yeah. big defensive figure. Um Nick DePew. Nick DePew, De, De, De who actually, I mean, in all fairness, we all knew Nick DePew was the real deal after the first two games. He should have started in yeah. Orlando. Um, but um, you know, Legit had mentioned, you know, criticism. Um, he didn't, right. you know, he, he even said about the fans, like, you know, I, I, can, I can take what the fans are saying and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Araujo was on Corner of the Galaxy and he said, hey, I, everything that is said on Twitter, uh, any post that has me tagged in it or whatever, I, I read yeah. them. I know what's being said. Um, you know, how much, I mean, pressure, that, you know, coming from the fans, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot more pressure from the fans. I mean, that had to have also taken some sort of, you know, effect on these players that, you know, this isn't good enough, you know, I'm, yeah, something has to change, you know, and it's, you know, they must've recognized, you know, that the fans were saying this and th that must've had an effect on them. Right. Yeah. I, I believe so. I definitely think it adds pressure to them. I don't think it adds so much pressure to the point where they, they can't come out and perform but it's definitely in their head. Like you said, Sebastian did talk about that. I think it was that Sunday after the game. And he very well acknowledged, yeah. yes, I know that people are saying things. I understand fans, you know, when things don't go the right way or that if I'm not performing well, fans are going to say something and they're entitled to their opinion. And I'm okay with that. And he did mention, yeah, of course, like those things are in the back of your mind, but he also mentioned, but I'm not going. I'm not going to overreact about it. What I'm going to do is get out there and perform and just do my best for the club that I love so much. So a lot of players, yeah, they definitely read the tweets. They definitely know what the media is saying. They know, you know, what people are buzzing about. And I'm sure it creates some kind of mental thing in there, a little bit of pressure. Nothing they can't handle, but absolutely, it's on their mind. I think right now the pressure actually worked out in the positive. I mean, I think because they got so much shit from so many people, so many fans, and it was hardcore. It was a big wave yeah. that they, again, they got slapped in the face and they woke up like, oh, wait, no, we do really suck. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it kind I think of goes that back to what you guys, sorry. Um, it kind of goes back to what you're saying earlier, how you, you feel that sense of arrogance I also feel that to some degree, you know, these players, they play for the LA Galaxy, you know, five championships, XYZ, they're in LA, yeah. um, quote unquote, maybe a little bit untouchable. Um, and they're used to getting yeah. a lot of love, you know, so totally. Yeah. kind of come at them this hard. Yeah, I would imagine it's got to hit the ego quite a yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Um, no, totally. An I feel. I feel like the, the players for a good long time, day by day, were being treated with kid gloves. Until this yeah. happened, until it got to this point where everybody's like, fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just brought you. out their pitchforks, pitchforks and freaking flames and everything, you know, like, so, yeah, I mean, because the morale of the fans, I mean, you saw it very clearly on, I mean, dummy, I know you're, you're on Twitter and you follow both fan bases, you know, Galaxy Twitter, I mean, their morale was very low, extremely low. Yeah. Uh, going into this phase uh, uh, of the season and, and just, uh, you know, after, especially after the, the, the 62 loss uh, to LAFC and, and to be honest, most, you know, logical fans knew that that was going to happen. So um, it's just in the manner of how it happens. It's like, oh, yeah. once you, once you, yeah. you see it, it's, 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 it's like, too much. Oh, yeah. 
So you know, you kind of hit that rock bottom, and you're and you're there, and like the morale was just so bad. Um, but lo and behold, like I said, they they, they turn around. Um, I don't want to say just in the nick of time. I think they could have done this a little sooner, but you know, glad they did it. Better late than never. Um, they they went from last place to being tied for third with only one point <laughs> behind second place and MLS. trailing just a, a mere points first place a first place team that pretty much switched with the Galaxy. Now they can't win uh, a game coming out of the bubble, um, um, Kansas City. Uh, so, I mean, all of a sudden, first place isn't off the table anymore. No, um, it's, it's so I mean, crazy. you know, I mean, we can we can obviously say that's so MLS, which is 100 percent accurate. But at the same time, you know, you, you just didn't think the Galaxy had it in them, you know, with what we had been witnessing um, the past, you know, five games or before, you know before the turnaround. So our, our prediction, our prediction, Delmi, for all of these games that are already on schedule was zero points. Yeah. Zero yeah. points. Zero points for six <laughs> games. That's what our predi- all three of us were like, yeah, zero, maybe one. If we're lucky, if someone makes an own goal, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think across the podcast people, I mean, I think that the most I've ever heard was maybe like two or three points. And of course yeah. I would question like when, which game do you see that in? What pot? What game are you seeing that we get a result when, you know, uh, you couldn't beat Vancouver at home when you when you play the way you did, uh, you know, and as predictable as you're going to continue to play? What you know, all these teams, they're all good. You have the defending tournament champion. You have the defending MLS Cup champion. You have your arch rival that just you know uh, ran you off the field. You're gonna play them twice. You have San Jose, who's had your number the last few games. And by the way, all of these coaches have outcoached you every single time. So where do you see the points happening? And again, the 180 is everywhere because GBS has now made substitutes. He's adjusted yeah. when he, he's needed to adjust. He has outcoached the opposition. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's obviously it's great to see. Um, but again, a little frustrated that. You know, it, it took you to hit rock bottom to to do it. But hey, if that's what what, what took, that's what it took. I, I will take it because we're still in the hunt. Well, um, it, this season, it, it it took it took us hitting rock rock bottom, bouncing back, and then having a you know going up, getting the two wins, and then going up against Portland, who frankly underestimated us completely. And um, I don't think so. Put out. I don't put think out, so. <laughs> put out what was essentially their their second team uh against the galaxy yeah. uh until yeah. things well, until things were a little too late and then they brought in their 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 big guns and and you know credit to them they they fought back and they almost uh snatched one away from us um they they almost well, snatched a, lot, a tie back from that from that match but, but to i be, think a lot of that is, uh, is lot, giovanni savarisi for being forced to rest his players who had played an extra three games right than yeah. than everybody yeah. else, you know, like we wondered what was going to happen, and you know, what incentive do these teams have to go far in the Orlando tournament? Because then that's an extra three games that they have against, you know, uh, other teams that might be that, a little that, that, that don't count. That don't count uh, toward the right. That don't season. count toward regular season. So so I think that that that's that kind of fell uh, kind of perfectly for us uh, for the Galaxy and in in the three two win against Portland. Um, because as I said, like they had to rest a bunch of 
uh, players. But once uh, Valeri and Blanco came in, I mean, things changed significantly, and and they looked really dangerous. And and you know, we almost gave one up. Uh, but we did. We didn't. We held on. And and this to me is a game. Um, a lot like Delmi was saying, like they have to go through something hard in order to kind of solidify them as a team. This, this is one of the games that I, I had been wishing for for the last two seasons of like they've got to be in the trenches and like fight and scrape one out and then look at themselves and say, hey, we're not that bad. We can you know, we can turn this around. So I think, I, I, you know, I think a lot of a lot of it goes toward that Portland game that this was the kind of game that that they needed to kind of boost their confidence and say, even though we we were in trouble and in in the same, I would say probably for the first half of the LAFC, the second LAFC game, but um, they were in trouble. They held out and they they got the they got the win out of that one. So um, we we really should talk about this game real quick um, if we can. Um, so okay, three to two victory, um, first road win. I don't really count the. Um, the LAFC game as a road trip. I mean, it's just up the freeway. So, I mean, this is the first time they've actually had to, you know, travel, travel. Um, and since they're not staying overnight, they had to leave in the morning and, you know, leave right after the game. Um, it's so, a lot of freeway, I mean, Lewis. Th- that's a, a lot, lot of freeway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd rather fly to Portland than have to drive that, you know, yep. 15 Well, they, they're 15 not flying miles. right now. They're yeah. taking buses. They're taking two buses right now. No, no, no. They, they flew. To Portland? Yeah, I they thought I read that they took yeah. two no, buses. No, they, they, yeah, they flew oh, to Portland. Okay. Um, but I mean, th- that's going to take, uh, a-, a toll on them that that game could not have been easy. And I don't really believe that Portland took them lightly. Uh, I feel that, you know, they need a squad rotation as much as we did. Um, if we did play the Seattle game, you know, where would we have made our rotation? We would have had to at some point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the fact that we didn't play that, you know, kind of benefited us, um, in that sense. And, uh, you know, we, we, we put out essentially the same lineup and, uh, Portland just decided, okay, you know, let's just go ahead and try to hang on here. Um, you know, they, they're the ones that are traveling, um, that they're, they're not rotating so that they're going to get tired quickly. And, you know, when that happens, I will go out and send my, you know, my starters out there, um, depending on what I need. If I need defense, I can, you know, send in, you know, uh, defensive midfielders or defenders to try to hold that lead. If I need offense, I got a lot of offensive players that can do a lot of damage with, you know, uh, with a team that could possibly be fatigued. And you kind of saw that happen in the second half where, you know, they started, you know, slowing down a little bit and uh, uh, little by little mistakes were made. Um, obviously, you know, having Valeri Blanco and uh, uh in there, I mean, it's it's obviously going to change the dynamic of the game completely. And while they were upgrading with their substitutes, you know, unfortunately, we're downgrading with ours. You know, bringing in you know Emil Cuello and um, Belcher, and you know, you saw the drop off. Um, I mean, it's very clear. Yeah, I think when Belcher yeah, came in, that's when things like really changed. It, it happened to coincide when Portland brought in their right. their star players, but like, yeah, when Belcher came well, in, was, that was a big, big drop. It was not just that; you could totally see that the endurance of the entire team was starting to break down. Yeah. They were getting very tired. You know, if the, if the subs were done, maybe ten minutes earlier it would have probably been a 3-3 game or something even worse i it, it to me it, it you know you, you could see the uh, the obvious breakdown that we were having in that game and i was super glad for the whistle to freaking go 
Yeah, the travel on these games is not easy either. So it makes it even more impressive that they're able to travel and pull off a win because the travel days are brutal. They end up getting home. I think they flew out, I don't know if it was 10 or 10.30 a.m. Some of these players got home until like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's not it's not an easy schedule to go by off of with these travel, with these travel games. Jeez, that, I mean, that's brutal. Like to... to... <laughs> I mean, you know, they're they're driving to the stadium. They're being bused to the airport. They fly. They come back. They go. They go back to their cars. And then at that point, like the team is like, okay, you know, you, you guys are I back guess. at the stadium. And then they have to, I'm not you know, it's up to bad. them to drive home. But uh, yeah. you know, these guys are tired. You know, they, uh, you know, imagine like playing a, a intense match like that, and then getting on a plane, coming home, and then having to drive home at two o'clock in the morning. That's that's brutal. Like, but this as, is what you said, but. But the, but overall, I felt like the team did well in Portland. Uh, Efrain gets his goal. He played really well. Araujo played amazing and and started it right back. But then, unfortunately, when Rolf came in, you know the the quality dropped a little bit there. Um, you have the missed PK on Zubac, but then uh, a C gets you know that that errant offside call. I thought he he was on. Um, and then the Joe Benny uh, golazo. What what I what I found uh, interesting in this game is that you know granted that they were playing with a B side, but you know uh, of the uh, ironically the one of the stronger points of this team and this turnaround, and obviously there's this plays a huge factor, and so does Nick Depew, uh, who you know takes the spot away from Gonzalez. The defense has has improved dramatically. Um, yeah. from from the beginning of the, of the game. I mean, you can even make the case, I think I said this in a previous episode, um, when Depew was starting in the first two games of the season back in March, you know, we allowed one goal in each one of those games. And when he wasn't in the MLS back tournament, obviously, you know, the onslaught of goals came. Um, and then when he entered back into the, in the last game against Houston, once again, it was only one goal. And it was off a free kick where, you know, Bingham decided, you know, not to move for whatever reason. Um, that's, what it took to beat um, or, you know, to get past the defense. So, you know, Nick DePew is obviously, I think, plays a, a huge factor in the improvement of the overall defense. But, you know, granted that they were playing a B-side for much of, uh, you know, the game in Portland. Um, but the defense, again, was on there. I don't think, I, I don't exactly remember the halftime stats of that game, but you know, I know that they didn't have that many great chances, or Portland didn't have that many great chances in the first half. It fell into the second half when Petit started to set in, and you know, all the good players, all the good offensive players came in for Portland. That you started oh, the seeing first. the the shift in um, in uh, in possession and in chances. Um, the, the only thing I criticized in the first half for the Galaxy, even though they did get the goal from uh, Alvarez, who scored his first uh, professional goal in that game uh, on a very very good buildup. From the galaxy, I think they they made yes. like 16, 17 passes, and it started from Bingham yeah. all the way up, uh, 16, 17 passes straight um, before, yeah, sixteen, 16. Uh, before um, Alvarez uh, puts it in the back of the net. So up until that point, though, the galaxy just couldn't really muster up any sort of offense. They were really not in sync offensively. Uh, de- defensively, they were fine. Offensively, they just could not do anything in that final third. Um, at least not the way we saw in the first two games. And that kind of made me, you know, a little worry, a little wary about, uh oh, you know, it's, we're not clicking right now. You know, how, how does this team react? And I thought they reacted well. I mean, they, w- they went up 2 0 um, before, you know, they got into the eventual fight that they would get into. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Just pick <laughs> no, up. But yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Anybody but, else? Again, but, but again, but again, Lewis, like for the way I, I was feeling the same way as you were, but at the same time, I was like, well, B side, like. I want to give the if we're sticking to the Portland game, I I I want to give them credit, but at the same time, they're not playing the best at this moment um, in the first half, and that's what really worried me when we got into the second half and the switches started coming in and you started seeing us tiring, and that was real that that that's what got me really worried. Um, like again, I said I was I'm really happy for the whistle to blow because I'm saying if there was another five more minutes, I'm pretty sure they would have scored yeah. another on us. Yeah, more than um, likely. But but and, we have to- and that was. And that wasn't uh, that wasn't a even though we came out of there with a win, that wasn't so uh, so super optimistic for me going into the next game. The optimism for me came from the mental toughness that it took to. Yes, that that is something I'm not going to argue no, right yeah. now because uh, we talked, you know, obviously with the travel and everything that they had to do, the fatigue and you know everything that's going on, uh, the mental toughness of this team. Again, that's also that's made a 180. We saw them, you know whether they were tired or whether they gave up in, um, in games in the tournament. Um, I, I also know, th- think that's it's because it's the, the specific anymore. teams. I think it's because of the specific teams that they're getting through Could is be. building their confidence higher than if it was just, you know, Cincinnati, Min- or, Minnesota, you know, or someone right. like that, you know? I mean, well, we talked about how this is an extremely tough schedule for the galaxy, you know, six games. Like where do you, where in the world do you see us getting a point? I mean, these are really tough teams that they're playing against. So yeah, I mean, I have to agree that, you know, the level of competition that they're playing and that they're getting results, their confidence will probably boost twice as you know, twice as much as if you are, okay, we just beat Cincinnati. Okay. Well, we just beat Nashville or something like that. So um, well, that's totally yeah. different. Yeah, than I mean, what I, I been going totally, LAFC, totally San agree Jose, with that. Portland. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I love the way that they did scrap that they that they did fight for it. Uh, they held on, and let's be honest. Look, Cameron Dunbar comes in late in the game, and within a minute, is literally <sighs> an inch, an Hits inch to post. the right, yeah. an inch to the right, and that ball goes in. So if yeah. that ball if that ball goes in, the game is four to one. At that I, point, I, I and think that's where we always is. have like we always have like one of those in every game now. Like, yeah. there's gonna yeah, be a Pavone, post, Pavone and he could have been yeah. in the last game. Yeah, yeah. Last game. yeah. It's like every game. There's just this one. We're like, ah, if we just got that one. I, I mean, mean, we're winning. I mean, I mean, I mean we're winning. The, but I'm even just in the first half, if if we get the if we get the penalty call, um, which was, I mean, Ethan Zubak was taken down in the box. It's a clear penalty. It wasn't even reviewed by VAR for whatever reason. I don't know why. It should have been at least taken a look at. VAR blinked. You know, it, it was it was an obvious penalty. We probably should have been up two nil at that point. And who knows if that changes uh, the dynamic of the rest of the game? Because being up two nil at halftime is significantly different than being up one nil, uh, knowing that the starters are going to go in at any moment. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, that could have changed. Yeah, it, 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 it could it could advance the game a yeah. lot quicker. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I. Uh, we don't know. I mean, there's always going to be what ifs, but you know, that that was one of those times where like, Hey, you know, like we, we got robbed of a clear penalty that probably more than likely would have resulted in a goal and a healthier uh, lead going into halftime um, and preparing more, you know, on the defensive side rather than, yeah, okay, but, we, we need another goal. <laughs> we need an but, insurance but, goal before, yeah, but who knows, you know, but the who knows how happens. fast that pressure is going to come in right. if it happened that way. Yeah. yeah. And again, You're so right. let, and let's talk about the two goals that Portland did score because I think this is worth talking about um, for several reasons. In the first goal, what's David Bingham doing? I mean, <laughs> the, the, the guy, the guy makes. I mean, he doesn't even punch the ball out. It looks like he was doing a a, a 
playing basketball and Duke got tap, uh, you know, uh, he a tap in. Off. Rebound, yes. a rebound, a rebound. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and he an does it in the bound. and he and he and he puts it in a place where if you play AYSO, one of the first things that they tell you as a defender, you never under any circumstances clear the ball in the middle. If you have to kick it out yeah. out of bounds on the side or you know at the at the uh, at the end line, then do so. But you never ever clear it in the middle. And David Bingham just taps it into the middle, into the heart of the penalty area. What do you think is going to happen? He kind of like left his defense there, like, uh, what are you doing? Why Look, aren't you that's, pushing that over the bar? But that's but that's the, the David Bingham calling card sometimes, you know. And, oh. and we said this when we signed him, David Bingham. If he's hot, he's hot. If he's if he's cold, boy, is he cold. And I think in this Portland game, um, he had one of his off nights. And yeah, the decision making there to. To do that, I think he had to go first. I think he had a he, he had to jump higher. The ball higher. got deflected. He had to jump higher in order to bounce the ball, ta- you know, bat the ball down in the middle, than to push it up and over the bar. You know, well, I mean, well, whatever look, it was, his, it was his just... resulting de- his resulting decision of where to tap the ball was wrong. Way but off. what happened was that the ball was going in a certain way, and it got deflected, and he deflected, and he had to change his shift. And that, but he still got his hand on the ball. He still could have moved his. Fingers to the other way, you know, over the goal. Yeah. Um, still a bad decision. But I'm just saying, to play devil's advocate, and to, well, not devil's advocate, just to explain a little bit of how that <laughs> shit went down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I was playing devil's advocate, well, I would be like, he did good. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, I mean, when I saw that, I mean, when I saw that live, you know, it's like, what are you doing? When you see it on replay, it's a little bit more like, oh my God, like that, that was, well, that was a really, really bad decision. Like, I mean, I, I just, as a goalkeeper, I would imagine that your first instinct is push this over the bar. Just, you know, let's reset. Yeah, give let's up the regroup. corner. Who cares? You know, like, you know, just, uh, but, uh, you know, and then, okay, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a mistake. And at that point, you know, you know, Galaxy Twitter is really, really letting them have it. <laughs> and then, you know, on the second goal, you have, you know, he, he's, he's on the near post. He gets beat near post. You know, and then the criticism is, look, if you get beat far post there is one thing, but there's no way that that ball should be going in when you're covering, you know, the near post. And, and, and there was a there was a play right after that, too, where Blanco gets up uh, up that left side. Same same exact play where um, he he shoots at that uh, tight angle near post. And Bingham does a really good job of covering the near post, even though he was off target. Um, but I'm like, dude that that's what you should be doing like you should be covering that post for no reason you do you ever get beat at that near post you can't let that happen um i mean rolf you know kind of gave him the avenue to get in but still at the same time as a goalkeeper i mean i know it's tough and it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it but you try and cut off those angles and i I don't think he did a good job of doing that but the thing is, but the expectation is it's one thing to say, you know, can we do it? No, but that's not our profession. When you look at a professional goalkeeper and you're saying there are certain things that aren't <laughs> is allowed. That, is Lewis saying this? <laughs> is Lewis actually saying these words? Because he's so, he says the opposite so many times. Okay, go on. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is <laughs> with me, like there are some things that are forgivable and other, others aren't. When What happened in the second goal to me was kind of unforgivable. That's something that like, wait a minute, you know, like. It, it's really hard to defend him when that type of mistake is done. Very. So, um, can I ask that, all a question? Because I'm curious to know what you guys think about this. Please. Um, do you think that Bingham is a number one keeper? 
by default, the yes. Well, I mean, he is right is, now. Is totally he the number sure. one or is he a number one? Is he is he a number one? Uh, oh no, no, I don't think I don't think I, so. Right? Yeah, no. I'm not a hater of Bingham though, but I'm gonna still say no. I mean, I know I know See, he gets a, a lot of. Go ahead, Domi. No, sorry. I was gonna say I'm not I'm not a hater of him either. It's not, it's not that I I. I have been very critical of him just because it seems he makes a lot of these mistakes too often, in my opinion, for yeah. him to be considered a wine cooper. And it's just, he frustrates me, to be honest. He really frustrates me. And that's why, for me, I can't. It's very, obviously, if you're going to take it forward to something like the LAFC game, I think he has something like seven saves. Yeah. He, he, he was huge in that way. So I'm also going to give him credit where he deserves it. But overall, it's very hard for me to stand by Bingham. Yeah, I think that I think that David Bingham is is, is a player. But you have to look at sorry. What I meant to say was you have to look at the players, the goalies that the, the Galaxy has had over the last few years, um, even before Bingham came in. Um, I would say that the last true number one keeper that we had was Jaime Pinedo, and um, everyone else has just kind of been a, a filler. You know, you have Brian Rowe who. Was not a number one keeper. Um, you have, uh, I mean, who else did we have in that stretch? We had Roe, we had Diop, who yeah, was, Diop. Not a, was not a number one, and not, he's done okay yeah, for no. himself in Montreal. <laughs> um, you have Bingham. Uh, even even look at the backups that, that he's had. Um, there's nobody that says like this guy should absolutely be playing ahead of Bingham. I well, think that I think that this has been a deficiency on the Galaxy for for yeah. too many years. Um, well, I think. It- I think also you got to remember also we 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 kind of like put this opinion on him as well because of what we've seen in the past seasons. But you got to also remember the past season had poor 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 defense and put sure. him in sure. bad and, situations right. and, multiple and was, multiple yeah. times. That's what I was, was going to say. It, it was really hard to get an an extremely accurate assessment of Bingham because on the one hand he would come up with these crazy saves that he had no business saving, but and he had so me, many saves in a to game. To me, hold on, but to me, Delmi's question isn't is David Bingham a good keeper? Her question is is he a number one keeper? He's not. He's not. And and and, and the answer to that, I think, from all of us, is no. I think he's that he not. has his moments. He is, he's he can be a good goalkeeper, but I don't think he possesses that sort of extra leadership that kind of you know, craziness that you hear about goalkeepers having that makes them special. Um, I don't think he possesses that. No. And, and, you know, going back to what, what he did in the Portland game, the, the criticism was always, look, if you put a competent defense in front of him and he makes the saves that he needs to make, he'll be fine. You know, if if he doesn't make a save, a single, uh, a single game, um, and you win the game. That's a good thing. That means your defense did, you know, did its job, and and Bingham didn't have to really put in that much work, um, which is always a good thing. It looks good on your team. It looks good on your defense. But you know, the two goals that you know Portland scored for the most part, like I said, the defense was kind of there up until you know the second half. And what happened in those two goals? They were pretty much on Bingham. These are very much um, goals that could have been prevented. Um, in my opinion, uh, you know, uh, especially the second goal um, where, you know, you know th- there's no reason for that ball to go yeah. in in the uh, in the uh, the oh my God, in the top side right that corner? it went in on top, top right. You corner. Know? Yeah, not even. The, no, no, it was strike right next to his arm near post. I mean, there's no way that that ball should be going in the, the you know, based on where he's standing, and where he's positioned. Um, so in that sense, it's very clear that 
you know, Bingham messed up and you can't blame the, I mean, you could blame, like I said, you could blame Felcher a little bit, but you know, that's a case where, okay, you need to make that save. There is no excuse for that. It's one thing to say, I just made three saves and my defense didn't clear the ball out. It's another thing to say, I didn't make the save initially that I was supposed to make. So, um, but yeah, I mean, but look at every goalie has those moments. Right. But what Delmi's asking is, is he a number one no, goalie? He's not. And I think he's all not. of us say no. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. No. no. So let's, you know, so we're on the Bingham, uh, you know, train. You know, he's going to have his moments. And lo and behold, a few days later, what a moment. <laughs> as he single-handedly <laughs> kept the Galaxy in the game. And now he's a LAFC. number one goalie for me. And now he's a number one goalie <laughs> for me. Exactly. <laughs> he is forgiven. He's forgiven for that Portland game. Um, I mean, what, 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 a, what a game. What a game that that, that, that guy had, yeah. at least in the first half, because he didn't really have to do much in the second half. Um, but in no. that first half, he single-handedly saved the Galaxy from pretty much losing the game before halftime. Because let's be honest, if it yeah. wasn't for him and... Also, if it wasn't for Lady Luck, because she was definitely on yeah. our side in the first 45 minutes, that game should have been over by halftime. At the very minimum, LAFC probably should have scored three. minimum three goals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, would, I would give it three. Yeah. I think poor decision-making yeah. and just bad aim, you know, on, on LAFC's part and, and I mean, good luck. I the mean, Galaxy even, Angels were on our side. That's yeah. all I gotta say. They were I mean, in the stadium. They were like, block, 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 block. Well, Delmi, Delmi was at the <laughs> Delmi was at the stadium. Did you see Joseph Gordon-Levitt like flapping his arms in the in 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 the Victoria block? <laughs> He's not dead. I did. I wish I would have. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it was a crazy. It was a crazy first forty-five hours. Honestly, yeah. I was worried. So I actually, I, I felt. I know a lot of people disagree, but I actually felt pretty confident with the Galaxy going into Sunday's game after Portland because. To me, I, I, it's, maybe it's a bad thing I'm saying this, but to me, it's it's a win to win, right? Like, at this point, it yeah. doesn't even matter how they get it. I feel like just winning the game, it completely does wonders for them mentally. So sure. coming out of that Portland game and into into Sunday against LAFC, I, I, I call that they were going to win the game, but those first 45 minutes were were intense and like you guys are saying that definitely and i'm pretty sure i put it out there at some point that lafc should have absolutely been dominating after that first half and they just weren't able to finish those um and obviously galaxy were able to capitalize on that and that's what cost lafc the game those first 45 minutes which was yeah. not good for them i i think i think it's it's funny we've been talking a lot about mentality and we've been talking about you know the, the mental aspect of the thing i as as the the game went on as that first half went on and LAFC kept missing chances. I didn't want to say it out loud. I didn't even text it between like our, so glad you our, our text group. <laughs> but the thing that kept creeping into the back of my mind is the more of these that they miss, the big, the, the, the further down their confidence is going to go. And the galaxy is going to be able to capitalize on this. And to yeah. me, and I'm not just saying this as an LA galaxy fan who has you know a, a, a certain feeling toward LAFC. To me, LAFC right now is a mentally weak team. I mean, they've yeah. always been against the Galaxy, but now we're seeing it against other opponents. To me, LAFC has shown that they lack a that mental toughness because a lot of things came. Uh, they they played so well for for the first few years of their existence. Um, and a lot of it had to do with the the feeling they get in the stadium and the players they had around them. Um, but 
I think that they're a mentally weak team. They've shown that throughout their history against the Galaxy. Um, no, I would totally agree on that mental block. They, they, they've definitely exposed that weakness for sure. And then they went and lost those two consecutive games. They won against San Jose, but I almost, I take that with the grain of salt only because it, it seems like they pretty much have San Jose figured out. To me, it's not so much of a, of a tough game for them. So going into the Galaxy, I was I was very interested to see, like you're saying, mentally how they were going to respond to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And they crumbled. <laughs> they crumbled. And I feel because of that whole mental lapse that you're speaking of, um, they're just digging themselves in the bigger hole. And the more they continue on this path, I, I think it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to kind of get out of that and show a better, you know, a better team, um, better results. It's going to be tough for them. The the opinion that I had going into the game, and I, and I thought it was interesting that because um, I know the times that you have come on the show and you know we've offered our predictions and you gave yours. I think all of us, including yourself, had LAFC winning by you know <laughs> by three goals each yeah. time, and none of yeah. that ever materialized. The only time that that ever <laughs> materialized was in the MLS back tournament. Um, MLS back. Um, and this time around, I think this might have been the first time that you actually predicted that the Galaxy would win the game. Um, yeah, it was the first time. Yeah, so you had predicted a 3-2 victory, and uh, which I thought was interesting. I personally thought, you know, okay, we could probably sneak away 2-2 depending on what type of intensity we come out of. Because in my head, I go, look, we haven't had squad rotation. We're using the exact same lineup. We're using the exact same players, and we don't have depth. You know, and we saw it in Portland. You know, you're going to downgrade. There's going to be a drop off, um, depending on who you bring in. I think in this game you had Efren Alvarez come in, and that might have been an offensive boost. But after that, there's not really much going on there as far as who can I depend on if I need goals. So um, I thought, okay, maybe a two-two draw was probably you know in the works. And after watching even the first ten minutes of this game, I said to myself. The first three games, at the very least, you had a defensive shape that, you know, was was solid in that you were cutting off every passing lane. You you suffocated every offensive threat from all three um all three previous games. You defended as a team. And and they got Whereas, physical. Well, they got physical yeah. with LAFC. I didn't yeah. see that in the and first I didn't, half exactly, of this game. Exactly. The, everything that they had done correctly defensively the first three games it looked like they reverted back to their old ways in the first 45 minutes and you know it was to me it was like it's a matter of time before you know this um this breaks because i mean you put enough pressure on someone it's going to you obviously something's going to happen and fortunately for them you know nothing did and i think luck had a little bit to you know something to do with it because even the times where you know um bradley wright phillips got you know one-on-one it turns out to be offside but before he knew he was whistled offside he he missed a shot you know he was completely off target he had no idea he was going to be called offside he still missed a target so i mean they just weren't shooting straight there was i remember there was one there was one play where diego rossi was all by himself in front of goal it was it was very similar to the uh the chicharito sitter that he missed in portland um in orlando I mean, it was ex- almost identical, and Rossi just misses it. And that's probably where I said, they may not get this after all. I mean, if they're missing this, yeah. and Bingham is standing on his head, 
they may not get this. What David said, this they, they may not get this after all, and they're going to commit numbers, and they're going to get frustrated. And one counterattack yeah. is all it's going to take for this team to crumble. And in a yeah. way, that's exactly what happened. It was, you know, people would. Um, I mean, there's a bias here, and I understand it. I'm, I'm probably going to have a little bit of bias <laughs> in this myself. No, but I mean, <laughs> if you ask, if you ask an LAFC fan, you know, they're going to tell you if it wasn't for the red card, you know, we probably would have, you know, won the game. And you know, th- that's the bias in that. You know, I understand that a red card is going to change the dynamic of a game significantly, but it doesn't guarantee a victory. It doesn't right. guarantee that the team that's playing a man up is even going to dominate. I've seen several games, Galaxy included, where they're up a man and they couldn't take advantage of it. They would lose the game or they failed to score. So it's not a guarantee that this game was in the bag once that happened. And to me, the turning point was actually the goal because up until that point, the Galaxy had no business being in the lead whatsoever. They did not deserve that goal whatsoever. But the manner in which the way that goal was scored. Uh, I was just going to say the, the audacity yeah. of that finish, yes. I think is, I is mean, what gave them confidence. I, I think after that, you saw the body language just kind of change. You saw the galaxy with a little bit more pep in their step and LAFC just looked even more frustrated. And to me, yeah. I think the goal is what led to the red card. I think that the frustration of not being up, the frustration I mean, of not having scored, and I'm I'm sure getting chewed out by Bob Bradley at halftime. That hey, this game should be yeah. over by now, and then having the Galaxy mm-hmm. right, you know, pretty much out of the game oh, in the first totally, five minutes. Definitely. This goal is scored in the manner in which it's scored. It's demoralizing. It's even more frustrating. Instead of being up four to one, we're now down one nil. I'm sure Mark Anthony K felt the frustration in that tackle because there was really no need to make that tackle in the manner that absolutely he did. not. Yeah. Absolutely so I not. think Bad that the challenge. goal. I think that the goal actually contributed to the frustration that actually led to that red card. So, I mean, the implosion was already beginning well, well into, that, and, you know. And then missing all their chances. In right, the first exactly. Half. Yeah. I mean, the implosion was you, have to, you have to remember, too, you guys have to remember that, like, Julian Araujo up to that point had been just bossing everybody that came near him. I mean, he was a beast, uh, you know, at that point. And he was frustrating a lot of LAFC players. And... And and what's interesting to me is that like in the last game when there was a foul on on uh, Araujo and Araujo stood right up and um, got in the face of one of the LA or three of the LAFC players, it was Mark Anthony yeah. K that yeah. actually came over I and was, was like, uh-huh. "Hey, calm down." Yeah, yeah. It, it was like, "Hey, calm down. You know, chill out." And and um, I know a lot of Galaxy fans were like, "Hey, respect for that." But then he turns around and does this, and and, and again like you're putting a player's health in danger when you're doing some, when you go in on a tackle like that, it was, it was a really bad challenge. Um, and yeah. sure it's in the heat of the moment and all that stuff, but like you, you look at that and there's no way he's going for the ball any way, shape or form. He's going to take that player out. So, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, there's definitely the, the frustration. And I think it was targeted at Araujo because he was the one that was kind of bossing everybody around in, in the midfield that, uh, up until that point. I think those two are building some crazy tension <laughs> with one another that we're only going to see escalate, I think, as the rivalry continues to go. 
and and like you said, it, it was definitely frustration going back to what we were talking about, LAC being very weak mentally. That's kind of like the, probably one of their biggest weaknesses. Just the fact that they missed every opportunity possible in that first half. I think that alone just brought them down. And on the flip side, I think Galaxy knowing that they they had a little bit of luck in their hands. And I think one of the players even said it post-game where it was like, yeah, luck was on our side a little bit. I think knowing that they had that many chances and yet they went 0-0 at half also went and boosted their confidence in knowing, okay, you know, second half is here. We can do this. We can make something happen. And like you're saying, after that first goal, well, you could definitely see where things changed. Yeah, and and I think that's a situation too where it, it, at halftime people uh, you know wonder well what did Guillermo say to the team? I think also you have to kind of give it to some of the leaders, the emerging le- leaders on the team. Maybe downstairs, maybe Sebastian Legette. They probably did come out and say like, "Hey, let's not waste our chances the way the LAFC wa- wasted their chances in the first half. Let's capitalize yeah. on on our luck." As as you said, Domi, like you know. I think that and and the fact that these leaders are emerging and willing to take the step up, especially Sebastian Legette, um, you see it yeah. pay dividends. I mean, you look at you look at the the, the set piece goal that they scored. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't know who it was that asked him the question. I think it was Josh uh, from Corner of the Galaxy that asked him, you know, whether or not he had scored, uh, you know, when they practiced that set piece, and he said no. He actually hit the post twice. Um, yeah. And, well, uh, he was never able to score it in practice. That's kind of what he said. He was never able to hit the target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I think and, and there's a I, lot I, of I think, legs. There's a lot of legs that ball goes through, and so right. I think you sure. know, as, as Delmi said too, there's there's a lot of luck involved there. Um, but it, but, it's oh, the yeah. fact that but, the, but, but that I think, the, but but I think it, it's a little. I mean, maybe it's a little cliche to say, especially because the Galaxy are winning. But you know, I I, th- I forgot who it was. It might have been Favon who said that. They were, you know, in one of the questions, say what changed between Orlando and now? I think one after one of the games, Bavon had said, it, you know, luck really wasn't on our side in Orlando, which I 100% disagree. Mm, yeah, 100% disagree I disagree completely. with. Because um, <laughs> you weren't losing because you were unlucky. You yeah, looked really, no, really terrible. But, yeah. no, but, but even in the first half of this to, game, even in the first but, half of this game, I pointed out that every 50-50 challenge that was being made the ball was bouncing for lafc yes yeah and i had tweeted that like that's not a good sign right now that you know that the galaxy are getting there and they're you know they're snuffing out the pass but when they do you know that that ricochet is landing on another lafc player that's already in stride or that he's even a better position now because the guys on the you know the defenders on the floor and now you have two guys in open space you know um but what i was going for me yeah yeah me me too but for (laughs) But, you know, going back to the whole luck thing, and I, I, I get it. It's easier to say when you're winning. But, sure, luck may be on your side. But it could also be a matter of, you know what, they're kind of creating their own luck right no, now. No, it's not luck. It's Yeah, they're creating they're, their own luck by, yeah. by, by, by playing better, being in better positions, by making better decisions off the ball and on the ball, by attacking defenders, by not being slow on the, com- on the conversion. I mean, it's all of it. You're being better. It's not luck. Yeah, I mean, this is this. I mean, obviously, like I said, the shots that were being missed, you know, there was some luck. The post, you know, hitting the post is very, very fortunate or unfortunate. But that's soccer, you know, um, soccer right, is life. Right, right. And then, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, there is a luck factor involved in every sport, and to, and to deny that 
it's there is kind of naive to think. But yeah, the better you play, it, it seems to kind of increase your luck and you kind of tend to, to see things a little differently or, or they tend to play out a little differently when you're playing well. You know, so that's what I'm saying. I think they're starting to create their own luck. And, you know, obviously with, with their confidence there, it, it's, I mean, it's going to show, um, it's going to show tenfold, especially with the results that they've been getting. Um, you know, that first half notwithstanding, which I was disappointed in because they came out so flat. It wasn't even that, Very. you know, it wasn't even that they were, you know, it wasn't even the whole like, oh, the 50-50 balls aren't going our way. It was like, you know what? You're not really matching the energy right now, which is really odd because you have been doing that the first three games. Why now at home against your rival is that not happening? It's one thing to get burned out. Another thing to just not show up at all. Um, but, you know, I mean, it worked out in the end, thankfully. But those four, first 45 minutes was, I mean, that was not something to be to be proud of. You were outshot 14 to 1. 14 shots in yeah. one half. Um, and, you know, Bingham had to make seven saves. Uh, you know, one of them was a one-on-one, and he had to make back-to-back saves. Um, that definitely should have been a goal right there. Ooh, that, that one that he one. batted away from uh, yeah. Who was, was it, from I mean, Rodriguez? Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a couple of them that just, I mean, like I said, LAFC should have had at least three goals. It probably four also would have been, you know, um, not out of, not off base. And yeah, exactly. So, um, it was just a horrible, horrible uh, first half. Uh, the one shot that they did get, uh, Ethan Zubak, who you know probably should have en- you know ended in the back of the net, um, yeah. but you know. Uh, you know, being outshot fourteen to one, being outpossessed two to one, um, you know, you start thinking to yourself, "Oh no!" You know, is the old galaxy back? Because you didn't really see anything happening um, anywhere, either defensively or offensively, clicking for the galaxy. But you know, they came out in the second half, and luckily they got the, you know, they got the goal when they did. I think if if it happens a little further along in the second half, who knows? Maybe. LAFC finds one before they're able to to capitalize on a mistake. So luckily yeah. they got it right out of the gate um, in the manner in which they did, you know, because the, the, when you chip the goalie like that, I mean, it's demoralizing. It's obviously going to shift momentum and that's exactly what happened. And the galaxy took full advantage of it because yeah. as I said, a red card is not a guaranteed victory. The galaxy did exactly what they had to do and whatever energy that they lacked in the first 45 minutes, they Surely picked it up in the in the, uh, the in second, the second half, the complete yeah. second half. <laughs> and and for me, for me, the tension didn't kind of relax until the Jets' absolute golazo. Um, I know. Oh my goodness! I mean, like Lejet a month ago, would he he even like thought about that? Did, you know, was I, I didn't even know that was in his. He would never be there. Bag. He would never be in that position. That's the confidence. A, a few months ago. That is the confidence that this guy has had because in the last three games, he's obviously played, along with Pavon, has played a, a major role in this turnaround. Bobby is saying, you know, I think it's legit that is holding this team together. And that, that kind and of. I, he's been my man of the match the, all last four games. I like, mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. I think is four he the, goals, two assists in four games? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he the is he the he eldest the veteran of the, of the team? Oh, is he the right. eldest veteran of the team? Yeah, right. Yeah. So good, good. Because he, he should be the one doing this. He well, should be the finally, one 
but eating he, and you know that's why we were, you know we had the, the 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 shows way prior to this where we were really tearing him apart right exactly you know? that was part because... of the criticism that here's a guy that you know we expected so much of him you know his his career got a little derailed in 2017 after his injury but he never you know felt like he never recovered from it um and but it was never it was never time. about but it was never about his actual skill of the game it was the way he actually you know put his heart in the game or or the the, the, the effort the performance yeah, yeah. The effort. we always said that and we and then we got to the point where we're like oh maybe he's just limited we're just at the wall now yeah, we're just we, at the wall with legit yeah. but now he's kind of like broken through that wall honestly yeah. like he's kind of he's put that extra extra band on his his karate belt man like he's, he's moved <laughs> up yeah, I mean that 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 goal, as David said, I I did not know that was in his arsenal, and it probably wasn't. I just think that that is, you know, that's something that you would try simply because, look, my confidence is sky high right now. And when you're a forward, I know he's not a forward, but a forward is, you know, you get a couple goals in there, you're gonna feel untouchable. You will shoot yeah. from wherever, that's, and that, you believe that's the, kind of goal, that's the kind of goal you you try when you're clearly you know you're like in the in in your club team clearly above weight everybody else and you know it and you're just like yeah I'm I'm, I'm going to try this just for show and my god it came it came up and and like I said the tension for me didn't die down until that goal went in and then it was like right. pff, cruise control that's you know what game. I mean yeah that's and, game and, right and, there. and tell me I don't I don't know if this is the case in the stadium I mean you know I don't know if if uh, the people there covering the game I mean obviously there's front office people there's the the photographers there's uh you know the reporters and and then the the the, the staff and and the the other players I don't know if that tension can be felt in a, a traffical game in an empty stadium um, you know, and, and, and if there is any kind of tension, I mean, tell me how, how is, what is that like, especially considering you have, you know, Kevin Baxter with his, uh, you know, weird little headlight glasses, uh, you know, sitting nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Can I tell you guys really quick? So I show up and he calls me over and I'm like, what's up, Panda? What, what do you need? And he goes, I need to show you something. And what are you showing me? He goes, these are my glasses with like the cool lights will make it easier for me to like watch the game and stuff. It was so funny. If I just took a picture of it, <laughs> those, those um, lights only so shine like three inches. <laughs> I know, I know. But how excited he was to like show them off was just too funny that I had to share. Um, okay, so first of all, it's it's nothing compared to a normal game, right? Right, Especially right, right. Because there's of course no not. fans in the stadium. Like it's not even you can't compare it at all. But on the flip side, I will say. A little surprise that you could you could feel I I felt at least from my end I could sense animosity I could sense the intensity I could feel the emotion and see it because they actually see us they don't see us too far up the way they with LAFC. Oh no, we lost Delmi. Did she go to sleep? No. <laughs> I don't think so. She's like, LAFC. <laughs> it did sound like that, right? Like, it just, yeah, like, that's, that's, all of a sudden, she just dozed off. Yeah. Uh, Tell me. Just get back in when you when you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she'll be back in, and we'll, we'll finish her story uh, then, or, or are we cutting? No, just keep going, no. whatever. Uh, I mean, going. but that's oh. good to know. That's, Did oh. I lose you? There she no, is. There we're back. Yes. Yes. No! You got to repeat all that shit. Okay, got to repeat it all. Let me, Let me try to salvage all this. So, as you were saying, they don't see you guys that far up like they do uh, LAFC does. The Galaxy treat you guys as reporters better. 
door. <laughs> well, they definitely, She's like, yeah. they definitely <laughs> see us. They see us way closer to the pitch, which is nice because obviously when you're so high up, it's harder to kind of get that feel for the intensity. You can't hear anything. You can't really see expressions or gestures or any of that stuff. Yeah. It's a lot more difficult. Um, so at Galaxy, you're a lot closer to, like I said, you can't compare it to normal games, but you can, to some capacity, I felt the intensity. I felt, you know, that animosity and that kind of, you know, um, like we're talking about um, Araujo and, and Mark Anthony K, where it's like you can feel that tension kind of continuing to build up. You do get some of that emotion, um, but you can't, there's no comparison really to like a normal traffic. Or that's, that's part of what makes it such a big rivalry, right? Like the fan atmosphere and that definitely has a lot to do with it. Yeah, but you I mean, can't, you can't feel some of it. The, the fact that you can feel it at all, I think, speaks to the fact that it is a, it is yeah. blossoming into what is truly a rivalry. You know, you don't have. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of people talk about how MLS and and the Galaxy and LAFC build it up to be this thing that you know maybe it isn't you know truly there. But it, as you said, you know, I've I've witnessed it. I've witnessed uh, the the that sort of animosity that LAFC people have toward Galaxy, um, even like the people who work for LAFC or at the stadium, not even directly for the yeah. team, but just like at the stadium, have animosity toward people wearing Galaxy colors. Absolutely. Like, I've I've completely been ghosted by LAFC staff when I was looking for my seat <laughs> one time. You know what I mean? So like, I, and and like literally, I had somebody just like I had an usher trying to help me and we asked this guy who was a front office guy for help and he literally just walked past me didn't acknowledge me and the the the, the usher looked at me like i don't know what to tell you sorry <laughs> so so when i, I mean, tell you the petty level is at a hundred like yeah. the petty level is at a hundred it's kind of funny but it's you know the funny thing is that uh, I'm I'm all for that. I kind of feel that you know it, it, it's part it's part of the rivalry. I would love you know if if you know the, the the personnel at at the diggity would kind of do the same thing as you know this taste of your own medicine. Hey, it's part of the rivalry, you know. And then you see everything that you uh, see. Look, you know how you much that you crying see. we would be hearing I mean, about that I mean, shit. Oh, look, oh my god! Look, there, there are some things that we didn't think. You know that that some lines would be crossed, but but I want to bring this up. I think it's a perfect moment. We're talking about pettiness. I know that you saw <laughs> the vi- the video that the Galaxy social media put out. Out oh of the Oh my god! What is okay, that? Not the, the greatest thing. <laughs> let me go on the record and say I actually really respect and really like. I know Galaxy fans are going to hate me. Um, Mark Anthony K and Max, but that was. The most genius, petty, <laughs> savage thing I've ever seen in my life, and I was completely here for it. It was genius. It was. I've watched it like twenty that. times. Oh yeah, I, I, I've I've watched it <laughs> countless amount of times, and each time there's just this huge smile, and I'm just giggling like a schoolgirl watching this because whoever thought of this has to get a raise, and whoever okayed. Like, yep, we're going with this. Has to have gotten a, a razor of promotion <laughs> because I never would have thought that any any social media team from the league would ever be that savage. And, but dude, have you been wow. seeing? Have you been seeing like how social media teams have been yes. going after each other in the league yeah. lately? But like, it's never. It, it surprises but me, but level. it's never. It's never this level. Like yeah. to me, to me, the last time we had somebody this 
Savage is when we had uh, Jenny, Jenny uh, running, yeah. running, running uh, the, the, our, our social media because she was brilliant at it to a point yeah. where we actually were kind of pissed about it. Um, but but I mean, but, she but, was she but, was excellent, and and, that, and and yeah. Now now to think of that, and I know that uh, is it Chris Heibel, I believe was the social was was the the yeah. manager has now left the team. Yeah, shout out so, Chris. Yeah. yeah, and if that shout was his Chris. final hurrah, oof, what a what a way to go! Yeah, if, I would like know, to I mean, know. Wow. I would like to know who yeah. is responsible for it because I want to buy them whatever drink it is they they want. <laughs> Uh, and, for well, sure. The thing is, th- there are rumors. I mean, th- there's nothing confirmed as to how this particular uh, video came about. So, if, if you if you're not aware of it, I doubt that you guys have not. No, seen everybody this out knows. there. Everybody <laughs> has seen this because this got the league, the entire league's attention. Um, so funny. But um, so you know, you have uh, Max <laughs> Brettles and Mark Anthony K basically on cameo, and the guys who took their videos from that app. <laughs> Um, and edited to to where they're congratulating the galaxy on the victory, and you know, saying uh, they edited to the point where like we you know you're the best team in LA. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they they had it like yeah, they had Jonathan, David, and yeah. what was it? Joe, the, and Joe. Yeah, I mean, it was just so so wonderful. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is too perfect. Someone like th- there, there's no way that they went through all these videos and found perfection. Um, no, they had so, waiting in the wings, dude. So, so basically, <laughs> what 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 they're saying is that someone someone asked them to do so. Cameo, how that works? If you're not familiar with it, you you know you you get some celebrity that's on there. You know, you pay them you know a, a amount depending on I don't know how much you know a certain D- people charge. From three hundred to whatever. <laughs> Whoa! Um, I'll do it for free. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta make money on it. You yeah, gotta make money. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh yeah, that is the point, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know that the the thing is, I think that someone or the rumor is that someone um, got you know Mark Anthony K to say, "Hey, I, I want you to say this because you're basically paying them." For a shout out, either a happy birthday or congratulations or, you know, whatever quick message to whatever. I know that uh, the for the um, the um, La Liga um, pro clubs, uh, I know that they got um, they got Rolf, they got Rolf Felcher and Brian Jordan to to say what's up to a couple of the teams. So um, so what what is being rumored right now is that someone posed as a youth team. Um, and they told oh them, can you God. please, can yeah, you please say this, sense. you know, and, you know, they, they must have said, you know, specifically say Jonathan, Joe and David, because it's so, you know, very common oh names that can, that can, you know, <laughs> land anywhere and we're a youth team. And, you know, then you have Max Brettel saying, you know, uh, coach, oh, excuse me, profe, profe, you know, so like someone must have <laughs> said, you know, can you give a shout out to the coach as well? But his next name is profe. Can you just kind of throw that in there? And. They got what they needed. They edited to where, you know, exactly where they wanted to do it. And they were just waiting in the wings like, okay, we're ready to release this as soon as it, you know, as soon as we can. And it turned out to be like the Mimo's favorite, like, (laughs) thing that they've ever put out. And they put out some really good videos before. They put out some really good videos. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that. I mean, even earlier in the season, like, you know, the, all the Zlatan hype videos, the Pavon hype, yeah. you know, I mean, there's like a bunch of stuff, you know. Billboards. I mean, like, I mean, dude, everything. They, they, and tell me, it, it, don't don't get us wrong. We also kind of contributed <laughs> to the, the, the pettiness. Um, Lewis and I, Lewis and I have been going back and forth because we absolutely are grossed out by the fact that LAFC is taking famous comic book covers and like putting, you know, using them as their match day poster. Um, but they're and- so cool. No, no, they're not. Oh, they're messing them up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I don't know. I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw this one. I don't know if you saw this one. They took a. They took a very famous Spider Man. Um, comic and put Latif Blessing on it and at that point we were like no this can't stand this will and not I know stand. that hurt I know that <laughs> hurt David a lot it hurts me because I love <laughs> Spider-Man so much and so uh, I, I think Lewis sent it to 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 us or maybe I sent it to to, no, to our I, I sent it to you guys and and Bobby and it's Bobby just in the said, thread it was yeah, yeah Bobby Bobby said <laughs> it should be blessing like falling you know flying you know, flying over because he always seems to be flying whenever you know he's around Galaxy. I think player. I saw that. Yeah, and so and so I took the the image of uh, Latif falling over in front of uh, Pavon from the from the previous game, and I uh, and and I put it. I, I fixed the comic book cover for, <laughs> for us. So so I definitely you know we, we we had our own little you know semi contribution to to the pettiness <laughs> of the rivalry. Um, which which is all I love it. Yeah, I love makes it the pettiness. Fun. Like you know, it, it's one thing to be like nasty and you know just like mean, but the pettiness and the fun banter and just you yeah, know the fun banter we're all about. Like that, it's so funny. It makes it it makes it entertaining. <laughs> and really, you just want to be entertained. So I'm here for it. I love the pettiness. The pettier, the better. And, and the thing is, is that you know, in a rivalry like this. I mean, to the victor go the spoils. I mean, what can you really say? You know, it, when we lose, we got to take it. We have to sit there and take it yeah. because, well, you know, yeah. that's that's part of the game. You know, we understand that, you know. And so when, you know, the, you know, our team wins, we, we you know, we get to gloat. We get to, we get to talk trash. We get to, you know, do whatever it is that we want until the next game. And, um... The funny thing is, is that, you know, Galaxy Twitter was absolutely fire <laughs> following that game. And like the cherry on top was the social media team getting in on it. And usually it's like, you know, yeah. we still own L.A. We, you know, this is always, you know, uh, L.A. is, you know, uh, uh, blue and gold and everything. But then they come out with like, look, everyone's talking about that. We lead the series four to two. But no, it's 24 to five. Because they're still Chivas USA and they put out, you know, <laughs> the record. So everyone's like, oh my God. And, you know, and it doesn't stop there because after that is when the, the cameo video was released. And it's like, wow, this is just like the cherry <laughs> on top of every other meme that has been circulating for the past couple hours <laughs> on, you know after the game was done. You know what's going to be more though, right? Like, if, if at any point LFC beats the LA Galaxy again, I can only imagine their draft box is going to be, like, filled with stuff that they're going to be ready oh, to release course. after that. Of course. <laughs> and and like, you know, it, like, you know I'll, I'll say this. The LAFC people, they haven't been all that creative in 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 sort of poking fun. They're afraid to kind of go – like, the Galaxy isn't afraid to be funny. Yeah. Right? And LAFC, yeah. I feel like they take themselves a little bit too seriously where they, they want to be a football club and, you know, they want to they treat themselves, 
you know, like they're a very serious team. And, and I mean, look, even Bayern Munich likes to poke fun at, yeah. at their rivals. So like there's, you know, I, I don't know where they're, they're, they're sort of headed with, you know, being so serious about, about everything all the time. I'm the galaxy is not afraid to, to be petty. They haven't be won funny. anything yet, dude. LAFC hasn't won anything yet. Yeah. That's yeah, what absolutely. I'm saying. Like that's why that's the chip funny, on their though? shoulder. It's their ship on their shoulder. They're just it's, upset. It's kind of, it's kind of for me, it's a real treat to see them banter, especially like you're saying LA galaxy. They're very, they're very creative in the way that they do these social media posts, but I I can't help but compare it to like other leagues. Like for example, there's um NBA and WNBA that are a little more stricter on what people can post on their team's social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a couple of examples where they would put banter like that and they would make them put the post down because they were a little bit too, um, quote unquote, mean or aggressive. So it's so nice to see Galaxy, you know, just completely take that complete opposite direction and just go completely ham on them. It's pretty funny, and I, I look forward to the pose. They're kind of like the best part of cycling, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy for for people to make a a uh, a satirized version of this rivalry later. Bring it on, style. You know, <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. Can't give it time. Give it time. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. I mean, it it's just. I, I'm just I'm so, all so for man the of the man of the, just, the match goes man to of the, the cameo, match legit. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> to the cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Uh, I, what what I wouldn't give to to be there when you know Mark Anthony K and Max Bredos saw that. I mean, oh I would God. give anything. Oh I would pay just to I see. Traumatized. <laughs> I would never record a video for anyone else in my entire life. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just, I mean, it, it was absolute perfection. All right, so, um, so there it is. Galaxy have won four in a row. Um, have back-to-back clean sheets against uh, their arch rival. Uh, the first time that's ever happened was the first uh, game two um, 0 that anyone had ever been shut down in this rivalry, and the Galaxy do it back-to-back times. Uh, against a very potent offense, uh, an offense that put six on us uh, just the game before that has put, you know, blanks um, back-to-back games. So um, Galaxy have, I think, have answered that. You know, they, they've turned a corner. Um, now it's up to them to continue to move forward. Um, I hope that they're not content with what they've done so far. It, it's obviously encouraging but there's still a lot of work to be done. There's uh, this team is far from perfect, and this team can only, um, you know, they can only move up from here. So you know, uh, let's hope that this, um, whatever it is that they are uh, on right now, whatever um, mental, um, you know, uh, edge that they have, I, I hope that they keep it. Um, let's go ahead and get to some questions. Um, here on Twitter. We got a couple of them. The first one I'm going to ask, um, uh, it was actually asked, uh, I think, yesterday or maybe uh, the previous a day, ago, yeah. a couple of days ago by uh, uh, a friend of the show, Hugo. He actually posted this question to all the Galaxy podcasts. And I actually touched on this, I think the last episode, maybe the episode before that. So I kind of answered this question. So I'm going to direct this question to you, Delmi, um, to get your opinion uh, of... Um, of what you think um he says the real question now is how much better do we get when jonathan can go the full 90 
and Yoni Gonzalez and Chicharito take the field? That's a great question. Um, I think I think my biggest concern with bringing them all on is just how that's going to affect the chemistry that they have now found within Bingo. themselves. Bingo. Yeah, because what they have going on right now is great. Obviously, having Jonah be a part of that and playing more than just 30 minutes or so, um, of course, it's going to improve it. We're talking, I know Chicharito gets a lot of hate. I'm very well aware. But if you're breaking it down, your your team can genuinely only get better with him on it, whether it's a starter or if he ends up coming off the bench. I genuinely believe he can make a difference. Um, with Yoni as well, obviously, I don't believe he's in the country yet, and that's, that timeline, it's a big TBD because we haven't really heard much as far as when we can expect him to come to the team. But my biggest concern is definitely how is that going to affect the chemistry? How much movement do you want to put in there? Because obviously we're bringing them in. You have to bench other guys. Um, so that's, that's my biggest worry. Can they get better? I think so. I think they can absolutely get better as long as they can find a way to balance what this squad has going on, um, you know, versus bringing on the three of them. Yeah, and that's um, that's pretty much what I said in, in uh, when I touched on this, is that on paper, you get better. Chicharito is better than Zubac. Um, Yanni Gonzalez is a natural right winger. Arajo, as well as he's played in that position, is not. that's not his position. He's learning that position. He's doing very well yeah. at it, but that is not his natural position. His natural position is at right back. So assuming that you have to keep Arajo on the field based on his form, you know, uh, Gonzalez will slide in, in in the right wing spot and Arajo will replace Felcher. So the team on paper has gotten significantly stronger than they are right now. But what I said is exactly what you said. You are fixing something that currently is not broken and you're going to mess with chemistry and the possibility of, you know, going back to old habits where look, now you have a target, you know, a big target striker that is capable of scoring goals where, you know what, you probably don't trust, trust Ethan Zubak with this ball right here, but you're certainly going to trust Chicharito with it. Do you now force feed, you know, some balls into Chicharito needlessly when you don't have to. Now Pavon is stepping up. Now Legit is stepping up. This system benefits Chicharito. You hope that they don't revert back to old tactics simply because he's in the lineup. And then with Gonzalez, we talked earlier about how, look, all these players were in Orlando and they hit rock bottom. They all got together and said something needs to change. They all went through this together. Gonzalez was not a part of that. He is not, yeah. he, he had no idea what happened in that bubble. He mm -hmm. didn't experience that, you know, we'll say trauma of getting run off the field, you know, in that tournament and coming back like, nope, this isn't happening again. Um, so he wasn't a part of that. He doesn't have that mental edge that these players currently have right now. And you have to remember that he hasn't played in six months. So there's rust. He has to learn the system. He has to get us uh, assimilated with the league and he has to pretty much get to know his players and how they play and, you know, what their, you know, tendencies are. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it will happen, but yeah, the chemistry um, is also my biggest concern where it, this may not be the best idea right now. I mean, even if it is on paper, a massive upgrade. I mean, so, listen, listen to episode 199. I mean, we spoke about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, no, I feel like it's going to be a lot of refreshes and hopefully the refreshes are not going to put us at a cost where we lose games. That's yeah. all. Oh, 
or it can go in the in the direction that David said. You know, usually in the July transfer window, you get that DP or that new signing that gives you that shot in the arm, that gives you that extra you know push toward the the playoffs for a cup are. run. So I, think I mean, this could the be the names that we have right now, as long as it, you know, you, as long as it gets all mended really well within how we're playing now. I think with Yanni Gonzalez, what what. I think Yanni, for me, Yanni. I think that's something that we've been always looking for. I mean, again, we got to see him on the field, but it also adds depth to see what he does, because now yeah. you can put in other. You know, you can yeah. you, you can rotate a little bit more. You have a little bit more flexibility in the midfield. You have um, flexibility in the formations that you can use in the players that you can bring in, depending on your needs. Whereas, look, you're already using Alvarez or Orajo, and they're supposed to be the backups. So bringing him in actually helps with the depth where now you can bring in someone like if for whatever reason Orajo's on the bench, you can bring him in and that's one hell of a spark. You can bring in Alfred Alvarez as another option uh, and that's a hell of a spark. So yeah, um, I think he actually adds depth to, um, to I the definitely, team. I definitely agree with that too. And I totally see him as, and not we, again, until we see him on the pitch, we don't know, but I see him as one of the players that actually is aggressive and can break the back lines and push us into, into situations that will put the defense on their heels, you know? So hopefully that'll happen. We'll see yeah. when it, if it does or not. Yeah. Well, we'll see, but, um, I'm, 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 uh, pretty much agreement with with Delmi here. I, I think it's the the chemistry is what's worrying me, um, based on what we're seeing right now. Uh, so moving on, uh, yeah. Um, moving on uh, at LA Galaxy Fan Talk, good friend of uh, the show as well, says I noticed Steris and Dupu were very vocal this past game. You think the language barrier with people and Steris was one of the reasons for all the fuck ups? Not saying it was the only reason. People was pretty people was pretty bad. For it to be the only reason. Um, so, um, he has agree. a case. Yeah, I, 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 I agree there. But I mean, what do you think? I mean, it, it was the language barrier, maybe some, you know, some communication that just really wasn't happening between those two. That's always think, such a hard question to answer, isn't it? Well, I don't think we really can actually answer that. Yeah, we, we yeah. personally don't yeah. know something like that. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> But, but here's makes, the thing. But here's the thing. Yeah, Gonzalez theoretically, played, yeah, it could make sense. Yeah, Gonzalez played in 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 Columbus, and he played in 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 Italy. Uh, I would imagine that he at least speaks enough English to be able to communicate with Bingham and with with Sarah's any and Bingham and Sarah should at least speak enough Spanish to be able to com- communicate with people, and it, you know, as as everybody always says, that the, the language of soccer is universal. So. Yeah. There, there is. I, a, I don't. I don't remember I, Polenta having a problem with Steris. Yeah, and, and I think. I was going to say. No, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I was going to say, and there, it's not the first duo, the fair, the first pair where it's like one speaks English, one speaks in, um, Spanish. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's a one-time thing. Um, so I'm going to change my mind and say that. Yeah, it's that, not new. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and like you say, if you play soccer, uh, you know, in any any league in the world, you're. You're especially in MLS in in Los Angeles. You better know at least a little bit of Spanish to be able to communicate. Hey, I go over there. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you should know at least a, a little bit. Um, I, I don't think it's a communication issue. I think, I think you're it's okay a, with ten words max. Actually, yeah. I think you're okay um, with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just think this was a, a a matter of people being so bad because, as you know, we've stated before, Depew comes in there the entire back line um 
you know, does better. Insua um, has I been doing a talking, lot better since Depew has joined his side. I think if we're talking like styles, maybe. I I I think it takes a certain kind of soccer IQ to and and you know I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to to Gonzalez. Maybe Gonzalez's soccer IQ is much higher that Steris doesn't understand the way that he moves and and how he wants uh, how his he's instinctually kind of going or moving toward the ball or moving toward a player. But how many, um, how so many times can, did people get beat on no, his own I, when no, he had I understand, no business? I understand no, sure, that. he's not he's but, not, he's not arguing saying, that. Yeah. I'm I'm giving the benefit of the doubt on on one side, but on the other side, I'm also thinking it's it's a it's a it's a clash of styles. You know, you have one guy who wants to play a certain way, you have another guy who who wants to play a different way, and those styles just they don't mesh. So you you're better off dealing with two players who want to play a similar style, and then you have a good partnership. Again, we have no fucking idea. Yeah, or or I'm fucking <laughs> on my ass. I don't know. But also we have Dummy on the show. Like I said, we get lucky, but she's a professional. She knows. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I, at the very least, I agree with the last one. People was pretty bad for it to be the only reason, and that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> he was just all-around bad. Just bad. Just also, didn't, it didn't really I want to add something on there, too, though. I, huh. I also think that Ferris and UPU just have better communication with each other, just generally speaking. I think that relationship and that bond you form with someone can also make a difference. And yeah, they just get, get along better. To, Exactly. They, even if you take it back to when Steris was injured and he wasn't playing and Dupuy took his spot, I remember talking to him at that point and he had nothing but nice things to say about, about Nick and how he's been helping him and they work together and go over things together. So I Aww. feel like they just bonded very early. Um, and that's just, you know, it shows. I know it's so sweet, isn't it? Qué <laughs> <Ay>, me gusta. <laughs> <laughs> We like a heartfelt moment. We like. <laughs> Somos familia. Ay. Hey, the, 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 those sweet moments between those two ends up being, you know, sweet victories no, the on, the, on, on the no, pitch. No, they, they, beca- they become the bonding yeah. moments. And, 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 yeah. and that's yeah. where you trust each other. Yeah. And that's when you, you play well. And, yeah. and then you get that, you get that, that, that extra language with each other without even sp- speaking the words, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So yeah, again, like, no like language barrier, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, your, that's your answer. This year, okay, there we go. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll go on to the next question. There's actually uh, multiple questions. It's, it's asked from the Simply Soccer podcast. I'm pretty sure this is coming hey, from Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, I'm sure it's coming from Michelle. Um, so mm, she sure. asks, in, uh, in, for the game in San Jose, do we start jonah or keep this lineup because it seems to be working keep this lineup i don't want to see jonah start yet yeah i i agree i think you know he's still coming back you, you can tell in this last game that he's still not 100 percent. he's still a little no, off. He he's not it. the john yeah. yeah so i mean there's the fact that you're winning there's absolutely no reason to rush him into the starting exactly. role right exactly so exactly um, give him all the time that he needs no, um, agree agree but in reality i don't know Look, here's the thing. We saw a huge dim- difference between uh, in the second half when Jonathan did come in. Um, he yeah. he looked rusty. He looked rusty, but we still saw a pretty in both good games. in in both Portland games too. But we still saw a pretty good increase in quality when he was you know when he, when he was on and he had the ball. It, the the you know the passes that he makes, they're smart. Um, all right, but as as everyone has said. 
keep the starting lineup because having a guy like Jonathan come in off the bench and either provide a a, a solidification of your midfield in order to keep a lead or to uh, bring somebody like him in that has a, a higher soccer IQ to be able to unlock some defenses is a huge asset to have off the bench for right now. Yeah, you're not going to have a DP to come off as a super sub. So, you know, at some point he needs to be the starter. And I think we all want that to happen. But as of right now, there's zero yeah. need to do this. Um, again, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And, you know, you've already fixed it Amen. once. So so just keep it the way it is until you need to change something else. Um, next question is, how valuable is Pavon? Do we buy him and keep him for a year and then let him go. It's not my money. So I say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I think anyone would answer. Yes. Keep him. Right. I mean, who mm-hmm. would say no? Yeah. I mean, how valuable? Who would say no? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know who would say no to that. I mean, uh, we're, there was we're... a, there was he's already a, a DP, right? He's already a DP. We can't. He can't be more of a DP than he already is. Right. So, yeah, bring him in. And if you and if you're talking about bringing him in for ten million dollars, you're saying that. I mean, like, look at look at where where, where Piti Martinez just went for what eighteen million dollars. There's talks about about Barco leaving for probably some ungodly amount. It's it's going to be pretty easy to flip Pavon. Let's say we buy him for $10 million and we keep him for another six months and he leaves next summer in the transfer window when teams are really going to ramp up because hopefully by then things will have started to resume, you know, some and, 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 and we'll feel a little bit of a sense of normalcy. Fans will be back in stadiums, et cetera, et cetera. Teams are going to be looking for game changers like Pavon. So you can easily flip him for, you know, 17, 18, $20 million yeah. next right, summer. Exactly. I think for me, I mean, I don't know what the number is. You know, all the rumors was that the price tag that Boca Juniors had put on him was $20 million. DTK said a year ago that that's not an accurate number. It's actually much less than that. He didn't actually say the number, um, but people speculated it's anywhere between 10 and 15 million. 10 would be probably wishful thinking. I think they probably would have bought the option right there and then if it was actually $10 million. Yeah. But um, I've heard know, the 15 million and, number. Oh, I'm sorry? Mm. I've heard the 15 million number to be more yeah. of inaccurate. Yeah, and people were saying more it's probably inaccurate. closer. <laughs> yeah, it's probably closer to 15. Um, you know, uh, the, there was a, a report that came out today um, from TYC Sports in Argentina, and you know, you take everything that you hear from foreign, you know, uh, you know, news reports with the grain of salt, um, because you know every. Everyone who wants to come to MLS is apparently going to the Galaxy. So you take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, it, it said that the Galaxy have made their intention that they're going to, um, you know, use the option to buy Bavon. And it said 10 million. I, I think the exact like words were just over 10 million. So it's going to, you know, so now with the speculation, it could be possibly 12 million. And the way that he's playing right now, you know, it, it kind of <laughs> seems like that price tag is going to go higher up and it's yep. justified to put that price tag on him right now. You know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't seem to benefit the galaxy as far as negotiation that, Hey, uh, this guy really is uh, very, very, very valuable to us. Oh, really? Let me jack up this price a couple more million dollars then. Um, so 
you know, that's what the report came out today. And of course, everyone starts, you know, okay, here's my $20. Let's go ahead and raise this $10 million and, and just sign him uh, as it is. Um, but I'm all for signing him and flipping him for a profit. And, you know, if you are to trust DTK, you know, there's a plan, you know, further along than just this season. If you plan on flipping him, there's obviously someone that you're going to have in mind to replace him in the future with, you know, um, you know, wh whoever it is that you have in mind right now, whatever it is that your plan is going to be. Um, and, you know, we have to trust DTK that, you know, this isn't just a, I'm going to, you know, just do this right now and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I I'm, I'm pretty confident this guy has, you know, a plan B or plan C in place. Yeah. Uh, I, for, you I, know, for the I long think term. You, you, you buy him now because Messi's not available until at least the end of next year. So there you go. And, or you can just pay the $700 million buyout clause. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Because it's AEG and you can do that in one concert. So it's fine. Um, all right. There's next no concerts. Question. There's no, well, yeah. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. Uh, sorry. All right. Uh, thoughts on Bingham's keeping? I think we kind of touched on that. Yeah, we did. And do you want to see, yeah. do you want to see Klinsman? One day. Uh, Jonathan Klinsman? Yes, Jonathan. Oh, I'm assuming yeah. Jonathan Clifford is in the same sentence with Bingham. I don't know, man. Because yeah, you know, it's significantly we're, easier we're, to answer. It's it's not like we're gonna. It's not like he's gonna be the pick anytime soon, and in any games that are gonna be coming up. Well, so, and, and tell me, tell me, you can probably speak to this more than I can, but I've I've heard that it's Bingham's being pushed. Bingham, it's closer. It's closer. We're closer to seeing Jonathan than a lot of people think we are. And as Delmi said. Bingham's not a well. Sorry, as Dummy asked, uh, words <laughs> in your mouth. Uh, Bingham's not a number one, and Jonathan might be. You know, it's always interesting to bring in a new keeper, especially during training. You know, because I do feel there is that element of competition, and to some degree, it it can it has very well the potential of elevating someone's game. Um, it's unfortunate that we can't be in those trainings just to kind of see how that goes down between those two. Um, but I, I'm sure that, that that kind of, you know, chip on your shoulder is there where it's like, okay, could I maybe lose my number one spot? Personally, I don't think it's a, such a far-fetched um, idea of seeing him sooner than later. Um, and I, I would love to see what he's capable of and kind of see how he, how he gels with the squad and see him in action. Um, so I feel, I feel like it's a possibility. I feel like we are going to get to see him sooner than we expect to see him. Yeah. And I, I think it's unfortunate that there's no, uh, sort of, you know, cup game, you know, matches or, or, yeah. uh, sort of, uh, extracurricular, you know, uh, tournaments right now uh because i feel like we would have seen them by now if that was oh, the case and, and in order yeah. to, absolutely in order to really gauge a goalkeeper it can't be one game you know what i mean like mike no, mcgee has no. gone down as the best keeper in galaxy history yeah uh because he played one <laughs> game and he got played half a game and he got a shutout but more than likely <laughs> and, and i know this might be a little blasphemous if he would have got a few more games more than likely he wouldn't have been his shine wouldn't have been no, so so great <laughs> no i don't want to believe it i don't want to believe it understand, i Just, understand you're off the pot i, <laughs> <laughs> I understand um uh, but yeah, you you need for goalkeepers, you need a larger sample size for sure. So I think if uh, I mean, you know, the only reason why we would see him for an extended period of time is either 
Bingham is injured or yeah. Bingham is is you know on the outs and and um, so because I, I I really do think that that would really break Bingham in his confidence because he I don't think he's like as we said he's he's not a guy who is very strong in his leadership in his in his he, I feel like he doubts himself a little bit which is why he probably makes these weird mistakes that he makes. Yeah, uh, when we when we signed Klinsman, um, there was a, a question that was posed to us by a listener who said, you know, how worried should Bingham be that Klinsman was signed and on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I had said a 3 because there's really no reason to bring in uh, a fourth keeper in the books officially um, if you didn't plan on using him. And lo and behold, three days later when they played LAFC, he's on the bench as the number two. Um, yeah. And I said, you know, you're probably not – he's probably not going to replace Bingham, more than likely. But it's got to have gotten Bingham's attention. It has to have gotten Bingham's attention that they signed yeah. the goalkeeper and put him at number two and that he's young. You know, it's not even that it's like, you know, he's a 31 or, you know, 34-year-old goalkeeper. Much it's straight, you know, much younger keeper that's saying, like, this is a guy that is going to be our future. He's now, like, we get don't- away, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my goalie goal, boomer. That's basically what Klinsman is saying. Yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> and that's and the what thing- I mean. That's what I mean by having his presence there. It can sometimes just elevate someone's game, just because you know that there's competition, you know, and it's it's going to be you fighting for your spot or next man up. No, and that's right great there. incentive, and that's great incentive to to, to up your game. I I, I and yeah, again, it can, it can go both ways, just depending on how you want to look at it. In one sense, it's like, hey. If I don't up my game, this guy's going to take my spot or it could shake your confidence in that uh, they don't have faith in me that they went out and got another goalkeeper and I could be benched. And, you know, I have I'm one bad game away from losing my spot. So it can go either way. It depends on your mental toughness and how you want to react to to that situation. So, um, you know, uh, then you saw, you know, immediately after that happened, you know, Klinsman's on the bench and, you know, uh, he posts a clean sheet. You didn't have to do much work in that first LAFC game, but he posts a clean sheet followed by two, you know, bad games. And then another clean sheet in which he stood on his head for 45 minutes. So, um, I think, I don't think that he's losing his starting job. Um, I know a lot of people were calling for it, especially after the Portland game. Um, man, they've been calling for it for a long time. Yeah, they have been calling for it for a long time, but it just got a lot louder. The moment he um, got here, so Portland. many people were like, <laughs> yeah, get out yeah, of yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think right now Bingham is going to be the number one, unfortunately. Um, do I want to see Klinsman? Sure, but if it's you know, if you're just kind of shoeing, shoehorn, shoehorning him in, it doesn't really, just, um, yeah, I just don't see it. Doesn't happening. make sense. How many games do we have left before there's we're running out of our scheduled games? Just one. Well, we have well we have 13, one game right? on Sunday. We have a we have the the Seattle game that was canceled, and it, there hasn't been any announcement as to whether they're yeah, going to make that saying. up or we're, not. We're kind of stuck right yeah. now, right And they yeah, have so. not announced the schedule for the following phase, so we're kind it of should stuck be coming right up. Now. It should be coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, so it all um, depends on that, to be honest, and where we're where we're at in the standings, and how we're playing, and how he's doing. Let's just be honest; you know? they're going to schedule us playing LAFC the next five games. So, <laughs> yeah, so all the way to the final, all the way to the final. <laughs> um, you just keep playing yourself all the way to the final, and you know whatever. Um, best out of seven series when you get to that point. Um, 
and that's it. That, that, that's all the questions that we have for today. And um, I think we're close to 200 minutes. So yeah, um, you asshole. Thank sorry, you. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> Fucking Lewis. He you does it on purpose. You lied to me. You lied to me. <laughs> uh, uh, I said, uh, you know, we're gonna Godfather this uh, this all the way through, and I think you just had your moment. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me right back in. <laughs> so not even uh, one of the good Godfathers. <laughs> you were waiting to say that since the beginning of our podcast. Uh, I know it. I know it. I just know it. Was, it. it was in my uh, pre-show preps. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have he to. He had it on that. notes. He had a set. <laughs> he, has, he has a bet. He has a bet with some other some of the other podcasters <laughs> working at Godfather Reference. <laughs> so funny. All right. So I mean, that does it here for episode. 200 Delmi, thank you so much for coming on and uh joining us once again gracing us with your presence and talking some galaxy soccer yeah, um, putting up with us is probably and putting up with us <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah, dude i should really be getting an apology for that <laughs> no. oh come on come on and tell me you've been on the show so many times You've been on the show so many times. You always say, oh, d- d- I'm sorry if I'm interrupting. No, interrupt. That's the part of the show. That's a part of the show. You've been on here like so, like, like five times now. Come on. I feel like next time it's going to be like, listen, quiet. I have something yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, absolutely do that. Approach. I mean, tell me, tell me is at the point where like she comes in the pod and opens the refrigerator and she's like, what do you guys got? <laughs> <laughs> And knowing that she's coming on, we it. have it fully stocked. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, why don't you have the beer I like? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, where is my beer? <laughs> That's why you just got to take it and say it. We, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, we canceled <laughs> balls and beers this season because COVID won the cup. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's <laughs> different. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, again, thank you so much for joining us. We really Thanks, appreciate it. It's always, it's always a fun time when, yeah. when you uh, when you're on the show. So um, we hope to have you uh, back on again uh, sooner rather than later, uh, hopefully talking uh, more positive things about the Galaxy, po- well, possibly a, a very deep playoff run. So, um, yeah, we'll see it how- was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. And again, congratulations to all of you. 200 episodes. That's a pretty big deal. Thank so Thank round you. of applause for you guys. Yay, oh, thank yeah, you so yeah. much. Don't mind um, if you do. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to say before we sign off? Yeah, my my neck actually hurts from patting myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> David's only going David's the only person that's going to get this, but football is live, Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas, Danny Rojas. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen uh, Ted Lasso. David has been talking about it in like the last 3 episodes and I finally yeah. started getting on it and it's an it's a fa- fantastic uh, show on Apple TV about soccer and um, who's the actor, Dave? It's I'm uh, blanking Jason out right Zidakis. now. Sedakis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as an Amer- as an American uh, soccer, uh, well, not even he's a soccer a, coach. A, no, he's an he's NFL coach. coach. He's an NFL. Yeah, he's he's a like NFL a college, coach. college, right? Or football, not even, football, American football. Yeah, American football, but like college, and then he ends up doing like Premier League shit. Yeah. So. It really, it really is great. It's like it's, 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 it's the story of Klinsman. People think it is, yeah. <laughs> Klinsman, no, but, not Klinsman. Um, way charming. Way more charming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, and it's I a just, good show. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, David, you got anything to say aside from patting yourself on the back so hard? No, no, no. no. <laughs> All right, for me, it's. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, one thing for me is, uh, you know, 200 episodes. Uh, honestly, I, I, I don't think any of us thought we would get this far. I know Bobby didn't think we'd make it past 10 episodes. So, uh, the, so the fact <laughs> no, that we're here. No, that's not true. It's the wishes we didn't. Yeah, that, that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but I do want to say a, a, a big thank you to what? What happened? I missed it. Oh, no, I'm still nothing, laughing at the same thing. Oh, you're just laughing. Okay. <laughs> okay, still laughing at the same thing. Sorry. Um, laughing at how bad we are just by having deli- 200 episodes in. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't figured <laughs> just, it out yet. Just finish your thought, damn it, Lewis. Yeah. All right. I, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there that, uh, that, that does listen to us and that supports us and has been there since the beginning. Um, you know, we really appreciate it. Um, this kind of got, um, like I said, a lot of traction. And, you know, we got to do – we've done a lot of – great things on this podcast got to know a lot of people out there um in the galaxy family um had a lot of fantastic guests along the way we hope to you know obviously have more um and it's been uh, personally it's been uh, so much fun for me uh doing this it's, it's one hell of an escape especially during these times um but you know a big thank you to everyone out there who uh who listens supports um you know it's it's really uh um we really appreciate it. i really appreciate it um anyone who's you know listen or submitted questions or anything, you know, to, to help us along. Um, uh, we can't thank you enough. Yeah. All right, guys. Go, oh, you same thing. David? Go, You're go, still gonna go say listen. Something? No, I was going to say, go listen to all the other podcasts as well. Simply soccer, uh, nag news, ride squad cast, corner of the galaxy, obviously the, the Podfather in Josh, um, Delmi has a ton of content out there. Like, if you don't follow her Instagram, please, good, good God, you're missing out. It, 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 Delmi's Instagram is, is really fantastic. Uh, she goes straight, all from, straight from the stands. Straight, straight from the stands, stands of course. Um, and and uh, yeah, go go support the the Galaxy family. I mean, they're all out there. So uh, everybody, everybody for everybody, it's all love, despite how petty we get with the LAFC people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode 200. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Johnny. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 